0: Hello and welcome to Ecumenical Matters, the Father Ted Podcast. We are up to episode 20, Vince. Mm. 20? 20. Bet you never thought you'd see the day. we get the keys to the house next week. <laughs> 21. Uh, yeah. This is The Mainland, uh, season 3, episode 4, uh, which features heavily the, uh, Victor Meldrew from One Foot the Grave, but we'll get into that. Because mm. I do have a few uh, parish council meetings, or par- parish, parish minutes. What was, it, what was the metaphor I kept trying to use? The Parish Minutes. So okay. i have got a few of those to clear up. Uh, then on the 3rd of October, uh, as part of the Belfast Comedy Fest, I am in Alta Kraken, which is an original sketch show, uh, it's in the, upstairs in the Duke of York. Uh, it's going to be great, it's going to be £3 in, it's not going to break the bank. Uh, get down there see me some original sketches about and uh, some original writing and acting. But yeah, let's get into it then. So, how are we all? We're all looking a bit hungover. Yeah. You haven't introduced anybody. Well, yeah, that would be a very good idea. Be a good start, like, wouldn't so, who's, who's that crazy man uh, that's speaking there? That's Vince, of course, the, the Human Thesaurus himself. Human? With
1: <laughs> Can I get there, words there out know, the whole
0: today? To prove my point, I was going to say that could be your wrestler name. The Human Thesaurus. The Human Thesaurus. Can I just say the word? There's a few times when uh, I'm, I'm looking for the word, and you're always able to get the one I'm thinking of. So yeah. There you go. And uh, to your right, uh, Glenn, would you like to introduce yourself again?
2: No, you introduced me. Build me up.
3: Well, I can't
0: speak till you've let me right, the you're the box. host. All the way from episode five. You're the host! Five. Host! God uh, damn it, bitch! I'm hosting, right, all the way from episode five. Do you remember that, all those, oh, those haddy were the days? D- See, that,
2: that's when the show peaked.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> since then, it's
2: all been coasting on, you know, like, like <laughs> habit and, like, we text at work. But when it was fresh and when it was real, you're that's when tried. I was on it. Slightly dragged down by Kristen Jackson, my
1: co-host at the time you know well, you,
0: you haven't, you're not been weighed down by that today so it's just yourself uh, Glenn he's an actor, yes
1: actor and performer if you could say that Christian has been on every episode because he didn't
0: say much Christian yeah Christian <laughs> yeah Christian Christian said loads did he? not that I remember I can barely Christian remember Christian has some of the best contributions I'm he's actually compiling the best it. of and he's very heavily involved right, scratch that <laughs> <of Yeah. God. laughs> <laughs> many think it's actually, I remember <laughs> he didn't say much but you weren't listening you were on your phone probably
1: yeah probably it was probably it, it, Very quiet. We should get him like on the phone
2: to have a live confrontation with him. (laughs) (laughs) I can (laughs) trim it. I can
3: trim it into your bitching podcast.
2: He didn't (laughs) imagine being that aggressive. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I am backed by popular demand. Yeah, definitely. Also, because like you couldn't get anyone else, could you?
0: Uh, Well, I was. My intention with the Pod Squad was actually go down to Dublin uh, and do it down there, but they're not in. They're not actually from Dublin. They're from Navan. So getting there is much more of a uh, uh, hassle. And like they have a setup. But, yeah, So that was the attention for this week I'll even, I'll even fucking show you if You don't believe me? Oh, yeah, I believe you 4th of the ninth, Mainland, Richard Wilson Pod Squad Ah, ah. So you're stuck stuck in Belfast with me? Yes. I'm yeah. well, man Yeah, you can fuck off too I'll do it on my own for fuck's <laughs> sake uh, No, it's good to have you back So we'll get uh, to We can around. riff off each other We can riff off each other Exactly, exactly
2: But well, I made to say And you can fix all your other guests A bit utterly shit And I'm the only good one We can cut that out
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do in post uh, but anyway yes. Yeah, so this is season 3 episode 4 at uh, the mainland now we have we have been sort of uh, over the course of the podcast we have been uh, sort of not looking forward to this one but really? it's, it's been coming up on the horizon well for me anyway because it's historically one of my least favourite episodes yeah uh, and
2: interesting yeah
0: I went into it waiting for it to bowl me over to see if it could be you know redeemed redeemed indeed uh, so we'll go down through it and see how we find it you can probably tell from the tone of my voice that... Uh
2: <laughs> Opinion on it hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, it starred Richard Wilson in a guest role. A bit of uh, stunt casting, I think, maybe, because Richard Wilson was the star of One Foot in the Grave at the time. Did you ever watch that? Oh, yeah. Lovely. Oh, yeah.
2: Another hugely successful sitcom. Yep. I fucking hated it. I thought it was really? shit.
0: The One Foot yeah, in the right. Grave was like this... Such a middle-of-the-road... like.
1: It was safe, but it was still funny.
0: I don't remember any funny bits of it. What? what was funny about it apart from him right. just, just biting that catchphrase there's only one scene I remember where
1: he's sitting in a chair reading the paper and his phone rings and he reaches down inside of the chair and pulls a puppy up and answers the puppy and that's, that <laughs> oh scene <yeah>. has always <laughs> stuck out in my head for some reason right okay that, that was good
2: another, another two scenes I can remember apart from the puppy phone scene there's one where they go I think it might be one foot in the Algarve where he thinks here's one foot in the Algarve spoiler coming up but he thinks that he's actually been taken by the police and shoved into a cell Right. and spends the first like quarter of the episode going through Do you know, like a horrible like I'm in prison in a foreign country drama but it turns out the cop was just trying to be helpful and the cell is actually his hotel room oh. and he discovers <laughs> it, like he opens it and he's in the hotel that's just how terrible it is <laughs> that made me laugh it's a good twist I didn't see it coming okay fair enough, fair enough. and uh, the other one was one where um, he thinks he's been helped by a doctor but it turns out it's a mental patient <laughs> it was like shaving him and stuff. That may be yes, that. I
0: remember that. He yeah, was, yeah, he was being shaved by a mental patient. Yeah, yeah. why was he in proximity of a mental patient? Oh, well, he,
2: he's a, he's in a hospital and he's waiting to be seen. But this random oh, patient oh, it's has it, it, escaped the time. Or something, you know? Oh, okay. In. So there actually was
0: pretty <laughs> yeah pretty mental situations. I mean, the only bit I've ever seen was they were stuck in traffic. And the whole I think the whole episode was yeah. just them stuck in traffic. You know, like
1: it is like
0: your generic sort of cliche
1: sitcom tropes. But sometimes it's sort of like Father Ted where it kind of handles him well. well. And he's a very good actor too. Do yeah. you know? yeah. The main thing is... It it is, it. is <laughs> he's he's like rather trained with a huge theatrical pedigree. And nobody in it is really like, you know, over the top. They're all just like believable sort of characters. Like he is yes, it's, it's grounded. He's that fart you can believe. Yeah. yeah. Crack up like that in traffic and stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: uh, okay, I definitely can give that. It's definitely very grounded. Uh, but you mentioned Richard Wilson himself. Uh, he intended to take a show to the Edinburgh Festival and yeah. when I uh, when I was recording the episode which has been released today it's out now on the ether uh, Michael who's my guest was able to inform me that he had just had a heart attack he had to pull out oh, of the pe- festival that's right yeah uh, and uh, yeah so I don't think there's been many updates since then but he's, he's still alive I believe yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was a one
2: man show based on Victor wasn't it and
0: well, he was about to do this thing with on the BBC and uh, Kirsty Walk and all done a feature on him because when famous people do stuff at the uh, fringe festival, they get all the fucking BBC coverage. <laughs> <laughs> See all the bitterness coming out of my hangover now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So they had to they had recorded the feature, but then they had to say start, but this show wasn't going on ahead. So, but yeah, for Richard, hope well, he gets better. I guess. <laughs> Even though I don't rate him at all. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure he's got a nice family and whatnot, and yeah. But anyway, uh, so I just
2: th- have to add about him. He does have a huge theatrical pedigree going way back yeah. before one foot in the grave. And he, him and his theatre company gave a young uh, Alan Rickman one of his first breaks in acting.
0: I did not know that.
2: Uh, and a long career after as well.
0: Cool, cool. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic. So Richard Wilson, uh, did he have any? Uh, did he have any Olivier's?
2: Oh, um, uh, I can't remember Olivier's. He does have um, a bunch of awards. Okay then,
0: so he is. Ah, post theatre on TV, yeah. Right, okay then. Yeah, but if, if they're part of one, Foot in the like. <laughs> he, he was Gaius and Merlin as well. Well, just to fill people in who are maybe not familiar with the show, it was actually massively huge. Like there was about seven million viewers a week of stuff, yeah. yeah. And for a while, the you, you couldn't turn for uh, somebody to turn around going, "Hey, don't believe it." And that probably also coloured my uh, my historical opinion of it because. Catchphrase comedy, let's discuss catchphrase comedy. Well, dead, <laughs> has it? Well, I will just bring that up. Mrs. Doyle hasn't actually said I go on since Vincent Steif. Yeah. So that can, you can't say that a catchphrase. But Drink, back, parse. Okay, yes, uh, that is true. And Graham did write for uh, Little Britain. their early sketches, oh, which is all no. catchphrase comedy. But I think what the problem is, is when the BBC gets a hit, they put the full force of their entire, you know, fucking propaganda machine into making this hit and just fucking getting it so ubiquitous like do you remember that uh catherine tate catherine tate yes yeah uh even before the show debuted everyone was already going uh what's the school year character called uh, uh, lauren uh, yeah, and I what's so. she, what's her catchphrase Eric, uh i'm yes yeah, that yeah. everyone knew that catchphrase before the fucking show debuted because they just played it repeatedly on a trailer
1: but that is just marketing that is good marketing I know, but got it's it was ingrained, and everyone's said, everyone knew it, knew what, and knew what it was, was, was funny. Well, I personally didn't find it funny, but you know, people did. Well, what I How first I saw, it.
0: And I, I laughed the first time, but then all it does is just, it just means it's fucking incredibly See, popular for like six weeks, and then it's incredibly hated.
1: I like sketch shows, like Fasho Harry and Bill and you know, they're all great at sketch shows because even though we do the characters and stuff, we still have. A different joke every week. It wasn't just a build up to, and here's the catchphrase. Yeah, exactly. Whereas that's how I always sort of Catherine did. It was somehow every time we just had to build up to that catchphrase, and seems like Little Britain and stuff they build up to that same joke every
0: week. Well, to put it back to the BBC, do you know Andrew Marr, who's one of the BBC's head news presenters? Well, he went to a uh, a press conference with a if the Prime Minister or a high government minister and said, "Is the government suffering from Vicky Pollard syndrome?" yeah but no but yeah but and he was so fucking smug and self satisfied I can't remember what the issue was but he was just like he's fucking brought political discussion down to a fucking sitcom catchphrase of problem is <laughs> sometimes I need to Uh, well why well because you look at fucking Brexit
1: nobody fucking knew what they were voting for sometimes you the need to form. bring it that's because exactly. the BBC
0: fucking uh, reneged but on its own fucking duties to inform the public yeah but sometimes for the public, to
1: understand <laughs> what's happening. You need to bring it down to really try not to say a certain word there. You need to bring it down to stupid levels. I had a bet.
2: we would not have a political tangent until ten minutes in, but I have just lost that bet.
0: <laughs> oh Brexit. well, you're like you're like Ted then. Uh, no, we're not uh, going to go into Brexit. I just yeah. want to do, uh, just want to bring that up, but. Yeah, so catchphrase comedy, so uh, all it did when, when Richard Wilson, or actually when the theme tune came on the show there, on when Dougal was watching it, uh, it, just immediately said, right, okay, this is not a time capsule, it's not as timeless as it always could have, like the other episodes are, because... Because of that. Like, well, if a young person comes to watch that, they don't know that Richard Wilson was that ubiquitous, yeah. do you know what I mean, so... Whenever he actually shows up in the episode, I was like, why
1: him? Why that? And then I kind of think back to well, when the, these two shows were in line with each other at the Yeah, day. yeah, probably actually. I had to think yeah. back to the time period to remember he was
0: relevant. Well, it yeah. When when you say that as well, it's like doing a crossover, a crossover episode. Like it's big in American TV, uh, but it really wasn't big over here. Like I don't think I'd ever seen it before. What? As in like, the, uh, oh, one oh. foot in the graves, crossing over with feathered head. But this wasn't really a crossover. Yeah, that would well, be if Donaldr actually
1: met Ted. And yeah,
0: he was playing himself. Well, it, you know, it crossed over the idea. It didn't like. We're the not one, kind of the Benampi, one actual so.
2: uh, Ted crossover that did happen was for comic relief. The Vicar of Dibley
0: met Ted. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that, they always do it for comic relief. Yeah. I, I don't think comic relief really sort of fits in with. Uh, yeah, in America like the they were like you would
2: actually just get the characters, would just meet like it's happened that uh, the Golden Girls and some other show were neighbours and they were the kids in the crossover. And uh Fraser of course was in Cheers before and appeared in Wings, you know. Like it's, that a, it's a tradition in America almost. But that was that was a spin off. Yeah. I that, was, that was a spin off. Everybody yeah. really like, Fraser and the Simpsons? X Files and the Simpsons. X Faz I think The
1: Simpsons entire episode based around it it's all them CSI shows they all crossover and everything yeah uh, well
0: there's one there's one cop character that has appeared in the X-Files uh, yeah. all the Law and Orders as the same character and I believe a CSI I think as well and, and we the Shield not Or not be remotely surprised if or it's sorry The Wire actually The Wire, is the wire yeah, yeah actually
2: that's true a character from them did appear in The Wire yeah. as that character yeah
0: uh, but generally the, the, the idea of a crossover as well was a bit jarring for you know ten year old me uh, or thirteen-year-old me, I suppose, it would have been. But yeah, no, it, it just it sets you up wrong, I think, and it does. It makes the episode necessarily sort of fit outside the canon almost, and because the episode is visually very unique as well, in that the, all the sets are are new, unfamiliar sets. Uh, it does set it apart. It's and very yeah.
2: it's very reliant on like these wee kind of like it's almost like a series of skits showed like Ted yeah. all sewed together uh, with a cameo so it doesn't feel like the same kind of te- Exactly. Yeah.
0: exactly see why you think we'll get, it's get on the we that hope. as well yep.
1: the one thing I was going to say is typically when they have a celebrity in the show it's a fictional celebrity someone they've created this is the yeah. first time where it's actually been you
0: know, Richard Wilson yeah, yeah
1: a cel- an actual celebrity really like usually if someone does appear in it it's like a cameo or something well that's what I'm saying like if a like you know an actual character
0: well if somebody who if a student today like if an 18 year old watched today, that they would probably just assume it was a fictional character yeah like they probably wouldn't know that that was uh, you know Richard Wilson was the most famous man in Britain for a while
1: even like you were saying sort of dated and stuff but then when you think about it they still set it up for the joke quite nicely that if you've never seen One Foot In The Grave, you would get the joke You'd right away. The they joke, say, yeah. start joking around, ju- just, you know, really driving the I don't believe it line home at the very start of the episode.
3: Come on, Dougal, turn off the video. OK, Ted. That's a great show though, isn't it? He's mad, isn't he? <laughs> I don't believe it, he says. <laughs> Which one were you watching? What? (laughs) Which episode of One Foot in the Grave were you watching? Huh? (laughs) Do you you've just finished watching it, do you not remember anything from
1: it? I don't believe it, that's what he says. They do a good point of if you've never seen it, you'll know, you'll get the joke. They apparently
2: got the idea from, uh, they were actually sitting behind Richard Wilson at a Cirque du Soleil show and they just suddenly thought what if every time you know, the acrobats did something we went I don't believe it <laughs> every time you know, and then it suddenly clicked oh wait, that's what our priests
0: would do yes, yeah that's We'd a tell so that's yeah. what generated the whole episode Search and A didn't realise it was that, that old was it yeah yeah, yeah it's mm. been going for a good while yeah. oh fuck right uh, yeah you've seen them have you? Um, somebody I know has seen them? no not me my sister has seen them and what did she think of it? it's like it's incredible acrobatic work it's yeah. just yeah,
1: she felt like she was like, yeah, it was it was impressive, it was interesting to watch, but she felt like it went on
0: quite a while. Yeah, that's, that's the same with uh, same with me. I I sort of like yeah, it's class and I'd love people to, to do it all, but mm. sitting down and watching it for two hours, is yeah, like, I'd rather just go online, yeah. watch a five minute YouTube video, and be like, yeah, that's enough. Exactly. See, <laughs> millennials, we, we've got uh, shorter attention span. But that just means we can take more information in at a shorter. No, no, you like
2: you like goldfish. smooth. What was <laughs> that? Actually, that's not, it's not unrelated to what you were saying earlier about all the disinformation around Brexit. And part of it is because there's so much out there, you're super saturated with it. Yeah. And I actually am old enough to remember, this is like, n- not Hitler, but almost. Yeah. I can <laughs> kind of remember before the internet. Right. I can remember when you had to go to there the library. There was a time
1: before years. internet.
0: I can and remember before the internet, for fuck's sake. Can, can you really, James? Can you really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, distantly, I yeah. I remember uh, when the dialogue first... Uh, well, actually, I remember when I was in first year t- at secondary school. Uh, there was two guys in my classroom of about twenty-two had a computer at home. By the end of that year, literally nine, ten months later, there was two guys that didn't have a computer in their room, and I was like, Yeah, you know? it was like so like sudden. Now everybody's got like five computers in uh, home. Uh yeah, they've got about ten fucking microphones just recording everything in their <laughs> in their pockets and everything. No, but uh, and then you know, we, we, MSN happened. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was about the third year, twenty twenty-two minutes past six, exactly. Everyone's with an MSN. Start to everyone was signing in. <laughs> yeah. The Simpsons had just finished. Uh, <laughs> uh, our, uh. gr- our group hive
2: mind. But see, back then though, um, if you wanted info on in something, you had to earn it. And I know this sounds like we, you know, we didn't have your skateboards uh, and your Nirvana. But like uh, now, there's just so much info out there, and there's this kind of false equivalence where every opinion's sort of equally valid. From you like a moron on YouTube, kind of ranting about, you know, there is no global warming because of Jesus. And <laughs> someone who has like 18 degrees and has studied it for like four decades. And these views are kind of on a par. And often news networks will give them like equal fucking time. Yeah,
0: well... Again, so like, how do you get? And who oh like yeah. the, you?
2: Millennials
1: are fucked.
0: Fucked. No, what what I would you call the group that's after you. They really are screwed. They superstitious. Well, there is no group after us. There's a one. Oh come the on, they're born like we ca- Are they still millennials? As we do like, like well, one don't don't year olds, like my age, yeah,
1: four. I guess they're being called millennials because they're born after the millennium. That's why I've looked up. No, something else for their kind of adulthood
0: during yeah. the millennium. Uh, after the millennium. Yeah. But my response to that would be, yes, the Jesus, you know, flat earther type. They always had that platform, whereas yeah. now the academic with their 18 degrees, uh, they now have a platform to educate the whole world instead of just people who are subscribed to their specific um, yeah. periodical subscription, which might be thousands of pounds a year, like. So now it's much more democratized. Uh, you are seeing a much, um, you know, a, a greater uptake of uh, atheism in the last 10 to 20 years, and it's I think it's almost entirely due to the internet. And, you know, people, like I'd never heard of Richard Dawkins until, yeah. w- until, you know, he got YouTube channels and stuff. And you never heard these ideas until Stephen Fry started doing them on, you know, his shows and stuff. So, you know, there's that as well. There's definitely an upside, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, there, yeah, there's way, way, way more info out there. And there actually is no excuse to be ignorant on topics. Like, if you're going, oh, who's Richard Wilson? You know, you can know in three seconds. Okay, yeah, yes, that know. is
0: true. That is true. But, but you, you, don't, you still don't get the... Um, but for... The actual atmosphere of it, but that's what I was gonna say. Like, if you're watching a
1: comedy show and like partway through, you're like, "Who's this guy?" Pause, phone, da, da 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 da. Oh right,
0: I get that now. You know, it kind of ruins the moment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I
2: get that joke. I get the reference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but there was uh, even uh, Ted and Dougal gave them a backhanded uh, compliment there when they said, uh, <laughs> "What what joke did you, What joke did you, or what episode were you watching? Which episode of One Foot in the Grave?" And he was. He says, I don't believe it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he just says it all the time. And then they just start parroting it to each other yeah, yeah. for everything. Which, again, was what people were doing back then. And that's what made it so fucking annoying.
1: <laughs> this is the one thing I like about this episode. You're saying they're just parroting it off each other. This whole episode, that's every joke. Every joke is just, they keep it going until it stops being funny. And then it starts being funny again. Uh, do you
0: reckon they were doing that intentionally, because I was going to bring that up a couple Feels of times. like
1: because they're doing it in the hallway, they're constantly going, I don't believe it, and then, uh, you know, before he go, later on, it was before he actually goes up to him, they're sitting there, and it's like a good few, I'd say probably a minute, of just them two debating back and forth, should he do it, and then Google convincing them. See. Mrs <laughs> Doyle and her friend in the canteen, the canteen, the cafe.
0: The cafe, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, just things like that. Well, I was going to say, that to me felt like padding. That to me yeah. felt like a, a thin script, and they were just trying desperately to get uh, ways to fill out the half hour. It is a
2: series of skits, I think, just yeah. all loosely uh, joined together.
0: I didn't think of it like yeah. that, but yes, that is true. And, and some great. of them yeah. were,
2: like the Mrs. Dorr one, that is a lot of women from that generation. Like, I've seen them, your aunties and stuff, fighting over yes. yeah. bills.
3: Never be one of those have-a-go heroes. I didn't know my own strength. I heard his arm snap and then it was just a case of lying on top of them until the filth arrived. (laughs) We'd better be off, Mrs Doyle. I get this. Oh, no, Mrs. Dineen. Put that away. I get this. No. Now, don't be silly. I'll pay. You won't. Put that away. (laughs) Now, don't be stupid, Mrs. Doyle. No, 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 no. (laughs) Now, just put your money away. You're mad. No, 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 no.
2: And it's just taking it to that next level where they're on the ground, you know, m and each other. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That that did make me laugh. But it just never comes together. It doesn't feel like a story. And I haven't watched a TED episode since the one we did way back, all those many moons ago. And it doesn't feel like, it did not feel like the same show.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think you're you're right. You take them out away from Craggy Island. And the human is very specific to ted and it
1: doesn't quite feel like ted you know it's like there's some things out there where it's funny whenever you take them out of their comfort zone and you put them in like a different world but these guys they only really seem to work in their comfort zone of craggy island yeah
0: it's not really comfort for them is it that's the thing it's uh, exactly it's the fact that craggy island itself is a character almost yeah it gives them that that's what this one's missing i think Mm -hmm. um and what i would say well what I was gonna say about the well, actually, yeah, go ahead. Because uh, I uh, kind of got distracted there for a second.
1: But uh, you were saying about padding. Yeah, that's what I feel about Noel Furlong long enough He only shows up, and then he just gets free reign to just rant for minutes at a time, and it seems like he's literally just there to be loud, obnoxious, annoying, and that's the joke.
0: But well, it's never really a joke. Well, for for Noel <laughs> Furlong, uh, I actually wrote down that uh, he uh, that was the point of him to be really annoying. Yeah, and as I said, it was a sketch and as you said actually as well, it felt like it was just put in there to To, to fill time. It's a fill time. But he does it perfectly, Graham Norton. Like, oh he, yeah, no. The he does great. like uh, it's acted so well, like just the way he's taking the piss out of uh Oh and here's me going to eat tummy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you just you just wonder fucking, you know, tear your hair out and you, you can <laughs> understand when the guy just finally flips it at him. Yeah. Shut up! Just shut up with <laughs> it. And I remember watching <laughs> the first time uh, that when, uh, you know, Noah's like, well, I'm putting you on my list of enemies. <laughs> and I'm thinking, fuck, he's actually been offended. Yeah. But of course, he's all just a big prank. But yeah, it's, again, it was a, it felt like Patton, because he didn't have yeah. to go into another verse of Bohemian Rhapsody when he sang it, like, he didn't have to... Exactly. it just kept going. Yeah. And yeah. I know
1: the whole point is to show how down he's actually making everyone, but it's just, there was no actual joke in it.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but sure, we'll, we'll go through. Uh, we've been jumping around all over the place. Sorry, <laughs> my, my episode order's just gone to gone to the wall.
2: Enforce structure. Exactly. Anarchy. You're you're control This <laughs> is <That laughs> last, last, last night. night. Yeah, last so night. So Vince, about Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: Brexit is now banned from the rest of the podcast. That includes any future episodes <laughs> and everything. It was a giant mistake. <laughs> I generally didn't mean to <laughs> turn the podcast into such a political entity, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> uh, right, so... So,
2: uh, Hillary Clinton, yes or no? Okay, carry on with your <laughs> Ted,
0: <laughs> podcast. Uh, Ted podcast. Fucking Ted podcast. Well, going into Hillary, I'll talk about fucking Hillary. <laughs> right, don't you fucking start me about Hillary.
2: <laughs> I am a person!
0: <laughs> uh, but Ted's gambling again, and he's gambling pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, he's got the bug, Ted does. Yeah, he? £200 for uh, betting on father Liam Rice in the limbo competition. Now Is that his biggest win? I think it must be because he's never show, yeah. wins. Uh, he usually like he started off very small bets with uh, with uh, Dick Byrne, four and five pounds, for example, mm. four pounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now he's up to the fucking big money, like two hundred, throwing two hundred pound out on a limbo competition. I,
2: I kind of missed the whole, you know, five pounds, yeah.
0: you know, and that's Las Vegas to them. But yeah, exactly, exactly. So clearly, he's you know, he's finally. Well, he's paid off his debt. We've we've come to the conclusion. That's why for a brief moment at the start of season three, he was in Dublin. Oh yeah, yeah. So my conclusion: is he's paid off his debt from the lords' money. Mm. So now he's actually he's actually earning money now. So now all he can do to think think of to do is just fucking gamble it away. Uh, but yeah, and of course that'll come first in the number 75s football competition when he has his biggest bet. And if, if you want, you can actually if you were down there after the culture night, you'll see Glenn uh, adorned in uh, full mural form. Yeah, uh, Tell tell about that,
2: There There is a mural of me up uh, near the Duke of York. Between the Duke of York and Ryder Square, you know that area? And uh, it was done for a culture show at night uh, a couple of years ago called Apocalypse Mime. And it's still there, me and all my beauty.
0: Yeah, To so mm-hmm. go
2: there is to behold a kind of Dorian Gray-like picture of glory. Well, go and have a sexual awakening. Go be you straight, gay, bi, undecided. Go! Go! I give you permission to lick it.
0: Well, I was going to say your Dorian Gray uh, reference there, because the wall is getting very crumbly looking, but you still seem to be getting older, so... You you, you got screwed in that. You got shafted every time. Just let the (laughs) viciousness of that hang out. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) See that? I I don't know if people can pick up on the tense atmosphere in the studio. Yeah, Yeah. it's a bit bit harsh. A bit harsh, Macca. We'll cut that bit out, and we'll just cut to my uneasily fake energetic laugh. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the banter. That's why I come here, the banter. Yeah. Well, actually, I can't uh, scratch table, so. the, the, the Picture of me has held together pretty well. Somebody did actually put like wanker on it or something.
0: It uh, has been has been yeah. defiled. Well, uh, there's a few who else on there? Adrian.
2: Oh, Adrian, Adrian Cook. Yeah, is still there's And uh, Sharon Curran. Hers has some very very rude original artwork on it. I don't know if she wants me to mention it on air, but uh, they no added certain lady parts to her, like visual lady parts onto her picture.
0: Uh, you probably do need to clarify now <laughs> well, well James uh, <laughs> men and women have different uh, yes, organs words. of reproduction and that boobs yeah. you put boobs in so no, them no lower James
2: lower, lower. really yeah, oh, yeah and they drew it yeah, all on like you don't
0: reproduce with boobs <laughs> do you
1: have they're,
0: sex they're a reproductive organ mm, I wouldn't say they're reproductive they're part of the reproductive <laughs> organs
1: you don't stick anything <laughs> in them and then baby pops out of them like no, hey. no, they're, they're, like, they're like to feed children than a sound. Yes. They're, they're
0: feeding butter. Well, whatever, I don't fucking do biology, for fuck's sake. <laughs> How strict was your Catholic background, James? Well, exactly, I wasn't allowed to say a boob until I was 29. I <laughs> 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 wasn't a man, until so you see you work bit. You didn't see a boob until you were a man, that's it. Yeah,
2: well,
1: yeah,
0: exactly, it. yeah.
1: He's
2: going to cut this all out. Yeah, yeah. it's going to
0: be like a two-minute podcast. now and and our year? next segment. Yeah. Well, Mrs Doyle uh, warns about the dangers of the mainland.
3: We should all be very careful on the mainland. There's a lot of crime around. Arsonists and muggers everywhere. My friend, Mrs O'Dwyer, was robbed last week. Oh, no. Did they get much? No, Father, I don't think you understand. She was robbed. They stole her. see. It's a terrible thing when an old person can't even walk down the street for fear of being stolen.
0: (laughs) It is. And she says about her friend who, who was robbed actually picked up and uh, robbed oh yeah how much did they get you see I, I do quite
1: like the interaction between Mrs Doyle and her little buddy because you can kind of tell they're both clearly lying for their teeth for the whole thing like, even for Father Ted it's so surreal and you can tell like they're saying things like you know oh well she was killed and no she's still in the hospital doing tests
0: oh yeah well they, they I don't think they were lying I think they were just Exaggerating. exaggerating the story, yeah. So she got killed, and then she got her pen stolen. Yeah. Oh well, maybe not killed. They're still doing tests, but yeah. Because you <laughs> always do that. You, you always just want to make your story really, really impressive the first time you tell it, and then you sort of realize, fuck, that's actually a bit much. I better dial up back yeah. a bit. You know? yeah, yeah. There were twelve of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, there was about a million times. Well, you know, three times. That, uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah no, I actually loved Mrs. Doyle's story in this one uh, she actually ha- finally had something to do that wasn't tea although she did imbibe a lot of tea but mm-hmm. she had a bit more sort of room to work with
2: that was one of the things that I remember where her as a character she like her scenes that stick in your head and the, that one always did her and her friend fighting over that bill yes exactly Yeah, it's
0: probably yeah. one of her most defining ones it's kind of
1: like an immovable object meets an unstoppable force between them two
0: because yeah. Nidrome's going to budge on it well it's, it is a while. It's white Irish thing, yeah. To like, and, and you know, insist on paying around. Oh, even yeah. from working in retail, like
1: you would always get two wee old ladies who come up and buy a bra or whatever, and be like, you know, oh well, I'll pay for it. It's like, no, it's my bra, I'll pay for it, and this will go on. You'll be just like, just someone fucking pay yeah, for it. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're just, just sitting there. Is. <laughs> it's like my just mom and sister.
2: <laughs> no, no, your money's no good. No, no, no,
0: yeah. no. Yeah, and they yeah. swat each other's bags down. No, it does happen. Well, yeah. well do you know the cliché in America of uh, the fighting Irish? I reckon that's from people just getting to like round twelve or thirteen, it's like <laughs> it's my fucking round, you bastard! i fucking hit you! All right. I, like, I like the difference nowadays, though, where <laughs> nobody wants to pay for the round. It, well, that's because nobody's money in yeah. round. <laughs> well, it used to be like a round would be a fiver, and now a round is like twenty-five pound. Yeah, there's true. five people. Like it's yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like probably more,
2: yeah. Well, well I, I like I like the the fighting Irish cliche. It's good, it's good fun. Like it's like it's a kind of positive. Like uh, untrue, but positive cliche. Did you ever see uh, Colin Farrell's appearance in Scrubs, which plays it up to the health? Uh, I mean he's knocked the is. guy out, but he's in hospital to look after him because that's what you do.
0: No, oh yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, do you actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he beats the fuck out of the guy, and yeah, uh, he's the only one that actually comes around to the hospital. Yeah. I think I've seen that one once. Like uh, there's It's like c- a
2: samurai code. They yeah,
0: have after <laughs> it. <laughs> it is true though. Like uh, fuck. I remember uh, I remember was in school and we were about 13 and uh, two boys were fighting and (laughs) whatever it was the next day oh yeah they went down to the bus depot which is where you know all the fights happen and the the word got around before the end of the school day that this fight was happening so that the whole bus depot was fucking thronged. Like, there was millions... Well, (laughs) there was three people. (laughs) There there was, like, you know, there probably was about six or seven hundred people ready for this fight. It's like
2: Thunderdome. Well, yeah. (laughs) Where did
0: you go to school for vaccines? Oh, you should have seen it Halloween. It was fucking brilliant. Like, Halloween, when they had the fireworks and stuff, you'd be getting off the buses, and it'd be, like, walking through a war zone, there'd be, like, screamers with the sticks taken off so they can't fly straight. Just... (laughs) (laughs) And they'd be getting bangers and putting them in the back of your school bag and stuff. those heady days <laughs> <laughs> of, of sheer ultraviolence <laughs> but anyway the, the two boys who were fighting um, whatever I was doing the next day I was doing a message for a teacher or something but they met each other in a way one was coming out of the principal's office the other one was going in and they just go <laughs> oh, how you doing I just walked back like yeah n- it it should, yeah exactly one of them had a massive fucking duck out bruise though. <laughs> he, 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 like, he only took one punch <laughs> the guy got the first punch and that was pretty much fight over So, <laughs> <laughs> That's usually it when yeah. kids like uh, but you yeah, know
2: my school was mostly like shoving
0: matches it was all posturing <laughs> see you gotta, you gotta get the side out
2: yeah I know it was when I ever saw it was two girls which was nice in a different way but girls are there.
1: yeah they don't hold back really Like I remember years and years ago when I was like the hair I, the hair 14, 15 my girlfriend at the time got into a fight and like Lily sitting there and she just like put her hand in her hair and just pulled out a big clump of the hair the other girl had obviously pulled out and it was just sitting there and I mean like she That's had fun. a big bald p- patch now. she's just like, no, it looks fine, it looks great. Don't worry. Fucking hell! It's like just brushed it all over, and had
0: a bit like Homer Simpson thing going on. Fuck oh my God! F- come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, when guys fight, it's all closed fists. None of this fucking eye gouging or fucking yeah. you know.
1: Or the other one they used to do, and <laughs> um, I, I don't know if necessarily did it here, but um, it was Teresa told me about it. It's basically they would get a hole punch, and hole punch their nails so there would just be two little claws on the end of their nails and like s- slice each other that way
0: nice nice blimey that's, that's, that's proper oz stuff remember oz it's <laughs> Oz, a prison breaker. Yeah. that's like orange is the new black yeah <laughs> 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 mark her face <laughs> mark it
1: yeah. imagine going that effort <laughs> blimey guys yeah. just go down took their blazer off for a couple of days and they were like ah and then went home <laughs> yeah
0: the Fight Club You no shirt no shoes yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> that's a wee bit too homoerotic for <laughs> <laughs> Uh but yeah so t- they go over to the mainland then and they made a big deal of the fact they are going over the mainland we had discussed before the podcast that they've been there quite a few times so that was another thing that I felt the episode sort of set up that didn't really follow through it with. wasn't about the mainland yeah well it wasn't even that was the issue it was the fact that they made it out it was a big deal and it clearly wasn't if you've seen any other episode of the show like I feel like it's a big deal
1: purely because the entire episode was going to be based on it and they were sort of trying to hype that up and then it just didn't deliver
0: yeah well I mean it's it wasn't as if they were going to a, a, a mainland environment where you would recognise what they were getting up to yeah. okay so they went to an optician or you know, the, the and really I went to a caves like you know, they didn't go into everyday situations and be really yeah, out of place or something. I, d- I don't know what it was, it felt very right unsatisfactory. <laughs> going to the caves,
1: it felt like a very Father Ted scenario. So, like, they go to the mainland and it's you know, like Craigie Island, where the caves just have a really stupid name and a stupid sort of logo and all going on with it. And then the tour guide is obviously pretty stupid as well and stuff. You know, it was just very Father Ted. it wasn't normal as you would expect. Yeah. it to have been. I'd agree with that yeah it could easily have been a Craggy Island attraction joke.
2: yes yeah. exactly where it yeah, would kind yeah. of work where the joke is it's crap you know it's yeah. like the caves of Drak, or whatever but you know oh, you can see nothing Well, just sit in darkness <laughs> you know. was it the next best, like best thing to being
0: blind isn't yeah, like yeah. It? Yes, it's, it's <laughs> almost like being blind <laughs> almost like it. being blind yes that was it yeah, the really <laughs> dark caves like, I feel like if they were going
1: to go to the mainland or something you know they should go and be sort of disappointed by what they're saying. Like, it should be something like, that would be mind-blowing to me or you, and the dilemma's just really disappointing It's because they're like, ah, it's nothing like Craggy Island or something. That, to me, would have been more of a payoff for a joke. Yeah. yeah. they just big old, and it's another Craggy Island type attraction. They're
2: culture shocked from going to the real world. Yeah. I think there's, a, there's a, a gag in The Simpsons where two of them are in New York or somewhere, uh, and they're going, like, you know, what's this, what's this McDonald's?
0: Oh, yes. It's, it's like
2: Krusty Burger without the fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you <It> <laughs> They could have done that kind of thing, going to the mainland and
0: just. We will have, <laughs> we, we have a Simpsons dinner. We will have a Simpsons dinner later on in the episode, so. Uh, I thought for a out. second
2: you were going to say we're going to do a Simpsons podcast. That would keep you going for like. Well, there's life.
0: Things, <laughs> I would, but there's like every 700 episode you know, yeah. podcasts. I guess. And, yeah. Why
1: well, is the go to the opticians and Dougal's excited to be there?
0: Yes, yeah, like that's
1: just a very normal everyday thing to you or I, but the Dougal, it's mind blown, pretty much.
0: Yeah, the opticians here we are. Yeah, it's, here we are. Sunday,
1: we're in the opticians. It's I, great day.
0: Well, that that scene worried me very quickly because it immediately reminded me. I remember. Um, the Father Stone episode where they were sitting in waiting rooms a lot. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, is this gonna be one of them episodes?" And there was an element to that where they just had them in a room doing nothing except, you know, chatting.
1: Yeah. yeah is and that a hunger thing? Doesn't go anywhere. They. It the does. Mo- it, it's just yeah. a stupid joke to yeah. throw and just have an ongoing Google joke.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just Google story for the week. Is that he's he's hungry. He's trying to get food. And he, yeah, he orders chips. They're on in the. Yeah and it's, kind of it's you know it's serviceable enough like but it's, it's not fathered head good like do you know what I mean it's yeah. it's I don't know I was disappointed this point that as well <laughs> yeah it's a very it's a very doable thing but
1: it's one of the things that's drilled into it
0: for the whole thing and so it's like yeah well yeah I mean there was funny bits of it yeah him get, trying to grab the two steaks two fucking massive steaks by the way and he had to <laughs> grab between oh, yeah. uh, his knife and fork and then lost them both yeah <laughs> and that whole plate of chips like there was probably about fucking You'd find such food in there.
2: Hey, <laughs> can see, overall, though, it is what the episode where you, you would tell your friends, watch Father Ted, oh, it's really funny, and this will be the one that comes on and they watch it and go, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly,
0: yeah. And they
1: think that your standards are really low. So I even, like, as you said, when you find it, it is a series of skits, because you got the whole Father Jack thing, where he's, his glass gets stole by the crew, and that's just one big skit throughout it, and then yeah. you've got Mrs. Yeah. Doyle, and then you've got Ted and Dougal obviously being off doing their thing, and it is, like, just a series of skits. And yeah, It's just uh, cutting back and forth between them, like a sketch show. Yeah, it's almost like family
2: guides, you know, they remind of yeah. that time when Jack his glasses stolen by and then a crow to it. it. Yeah, reminds you of that time when, you know, you wouldn't leave Richard Wilson alone. Reminds you of that time when, yeah. you know, Mrs. Doyle fought over a check, and it's just... And it's like the South Park rebuttal to that, you know. You know notice how the humour is arising from the plot and the characters? Yeah. yeah.
0: And
2: normally <laughs> Father Ted does that.
0: Exactly, you yeah, know. exactly. Um. Yeah, this time it felt a bit shoehorned or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because then Father Father Jack, he goes to the opticians.
3: Well, I must say, I'm confused. His eyesight seems to be better than ever before. He read right down to the very last line, and even I can't see that one. (laughs) Uh, I think I know what happened. You see, Father Jack has a great fondness for saying that particular word. Oh, I didn't know. It's the first time I've used that eye chart, actually. I got it free with a promotional crate of Carlsberg.
0: Hey, do you have anything to eat? Like a plate of chips or a burger or a few chops? I'm out of me head with the hunger.
2: No, I'll, um, just get the other chart.
3: So, what happened to his last pair of glasses? No idea. He was gone out of the house for a few minutes. When he came back, they were gone. He can't seem to hold on to a pair. This is gonna take some time. All oh, right. we'll head off, so. Come on, Dougal, we'll go to the caves. Hooray! Now, Father, this chart was given to me by Slovakia's premier lens manufacturers, Fekars Industries.
0: <laughs> terrible, terrible optician, by the way. Yeah. You can't clearly, you know, just can't notice that there's all the words the same. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe she needs her fucking eyes, test. Yeah,
0: exactly, that's what I was thinking. Uh, but the <laughs> So he passes his, his uh, optician's test, if he passed tests. And then he comes out and accroaches, leads as his glasses again. Yeah. But he, surely, if she thinks he passed the test, he shouldn't have needed glasses.
1: Well, no, like he, You can pass the test, but you still need glasses. I mean, I'm wearing them now. You go in and you can get as far down, but they go, okay. So now we are go to the extra test and see how easily you can see those lines. Have you never had your eyes tested?
0: I used to do contact lens clinical trials, so yes, quite well, what you extensively. Mean is, Do you mean
1: that like Jack's <laughs> going to read them all
2: perfectly? Because he's just going to go, feck, arse, yeah. feck, arse, feck, arse, yeah. feck. Or, uh, yeah, but even if, yeah. you, even if
0: you get to the bottom, you're not going to go, well, your eyes are perfect. It's like, well, you can see it, so let's see how well you can see it. Uh, so we're going to try different lenses to sharpen it up. Yeah. But if she's saying she, he can read the stuff at the very, very bottom, <laughs> uh, you know, with his naked eye, Hi. he, he, he like as far as she can see, right? he's clearly got 20 20 or better. Yeah, but then but they
1: sort of crack that, and he's like, "Well, he has a fondness for that word." Yeah,
0: well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this is me being really fucking pick holes in he no like uh, about the glasses.
2: See, that's when you're not in an episode where you're sitting going, "Yeah, mm, you know, like little plot
0: things." Popular. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes, he goes and gets, he goes to the AA meeting by accident because he doesn't have his mm-hmm. glasses on, which is that is genuinely a funny joke and it's quite in character.
1: See, I I don't mind that side because. Sometimes there are episodes where they just have little moments where Jack gets out and does things, and just yeah. cuts to him every now and again, and that's fine, you can take that. But it's when the whole episode is cutting between different people yeah. in different scenarios, that's where it gets started. That, yeah. That's true, yeah, because normally you,
2: you, it's just like there's enough going
1: on that's central to the characters and the
2: plot. That a little cut away to Jack is just like, oh, it's parsley, you know, it's like yeah. a nice wee bit of sauce. Yeah. But it's yeah. like Vince says, this whole thing is just cut, 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 cut. It, it, it's a bunch of cutscenes all shoved together and normally Father Ted's light in that or it does it sparsely so they having a whole episode of like it's almost like their like their bargain bin their outtakes some other episodes yeah shoved yeah. into one all built around oh we've got Richard Wilson this week
0: yeah exactly and, and they, then
2: everything was built around that I think rather than and they had a good back, script you know, for him and okay. yeah. what, what were you going to
1: say about Jack um, alcoholic and Alcoholic Anonymous so, so uh, I sidetracked
0: you oh sorry no it was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so that's uh, it's fair enough it was actually reasonably good Direction to take his story. Yeah. Um, and I will mention, actually, by the way, Michael, who we had in the Edinburgh episode, uh, did mention his friend Connor. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Connor. Lavitt. Connor Lovett, sorry, uh, who was playing the bald character. Oh, the one who Jack the, uh, then knocks out, obviously? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'll rephrase that. He wasn't playing the bald character, he was the bald character. He was playing <laughs> Jack's uh, sponsor, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not following you, was his bonus real or not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then J- Jack finally does get his drinks. By the way, none of them are worried about the fact that he's been on zone all day. Drink! Drink! Drink!
2: Drink! Uh, don't do it, Father. I won't let you do it. I know it hurts, but believe me, you're going to thank me for that.
1: Well, I well, it's. I think it's that they're not worried about him. It's that everyone's been wrapped up in their own thing, but Well, okay, yes,
0: yeah. Uh, I suppose, yeah, I suppose Tendu will assume Mrs Doyle's going back and got him, yeah, I suppose. because they're stuck in a cave, obviously, Yeah. And yeah. And okay. Fair enough, yeah. of all people. And
2: it's always varied between sometimes Jack has this weird total autonomy, and sometimes he's like Hannibal Lecter they're containing.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. other
2: times he's like this disabled guy. they
3: wheel him yeah, out, yeah. yeah. and it
0: varies. <laughs> so, it depends how drunk he is as well, doesn't Well, probably, yeah. But yeah. well, he, he does manage to get to his pub anyway. Yeah. And uh, as I said, Connor uh, Connor Lovett's character, um, he comes in and sees him. He says, Right, don't be at that. Uh, you'll regret. And then it just smash an cut to ambulance. Yeah. And that was my Simpsons did it, woman. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Yeah. Uh, there was an episode where uh, Milhouse was passing a note which he intended to get to Lisa <laughs> and uh, Nelson intercepts it and he reads it and he goes, guess who's into you? And he looks around and uh, Milhouse just waves at him slightly <laughs> and then suddenly smashed up cut to... Uh, ambulance. Yeah, an ambulance. Like Milhouse being wheeled into an ambulance. <laughs> uh, so you know, that was one of the funniest bits of the episode and it was, I, I did like that. Yeah, and it was, you know, Simpsons did it, you know, so again, it was like,
1: fuck's sake lads. And it's also a standalone skit in itself as well. Yeah, exactly. And another yeah. One, you know, one, one of my favourite Jack bits in this episode is actually, pretty much at the start they're getting out to get in the car and they're obviously taking Jack out the door and you just see him in the background just quickly just you
0: turning and going back inside and then Dougal chasing
1: after him just something yes. really stupid like that made me laugh
0: yeah exactly that one was sort of passed over that, that yeah. little of time because that again that's within char- Jack's character but people have already seen that so you can have it in the background and people will get it And yeah, yeah. you just
1: kind of catch it happening and then Ted's not even paying attention now Mrs Doyle and you just see like Jack just beelines back in and then Dougal just right after him goes yeah. in <laughs> I have this thing though. See, when you're not into
2: an episode or of a of a show or a movie, that is when you will start to notice things like continuity errors and you know wee nagging plot points that yeah, you yeah. wouldn't otherwise get if you were really into what's happening.
0: That's true. Yeah. is that?
2: That um, one that's come up with uh, Armageddon, the Bruce Willis movie, where if you start thinking about it, why are they? Why are they training like Children these drill guys to be astronauts instead of taking some crack astronauts and teaching them some drilling?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. teach them because one skill instead of. whole premise of the film is bullshit. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but if you
2: don't, you say one. that. Ben Affleck's gonna get her. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Said Affleck. I haven't actually seen that film. No, start I've heard. I yeah, have so yeah, I've, well, I've heard some enjoyable. terrible things. Oh, well, it's like life is short enough for you know, watching a film just for the sake of it, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my yeah, make thing. the yeah. most of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's to to it week to week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> contribute Leave your contribute life to the film. Um, contribute yeah. to the uh, world's you know historical archive of art. That's what I say. Is that what we're doing? Awesome. Actually, on that note, on that note, this is a <laughs> professional
2: segue <laughs> happening. Yeah. On that note of contributing to art, that reminds me, and this is actually a, uh, this is a valid link. I was thinking watching this because we watch this you know you watch it and you know you're going to be mentioning it on a podcast you're going right? What is there anything deep coming up that I can say and sound clever like uh oh, James this reminds me of Hegel you know that kind of bullshit and watching this episode there's actually fuck all it's, yeah. I think it's one of the few where you can't uh, kind of you know
0: join it on any egg. cultural
2: segue because it's just like skit after skit after skit. There there's nothing in this of any fucking depth. Uh,
0: there is a couple I mean, there has to be, but Well there's a couple that I did notice, uh, and I'll just go down I'll go down through them as go they're good. I didn't notice any of that can't be there. So there's two there's two film clubs. Film clubs is me, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the feature. Uh one was Noel.
3: I really think we should think about trying to get out here. Oh god Ted, maybe you're right. If we don't get out, we might have to ease each other. You know, like like in that film *Alive*, where they get into the plane crash and then they have to eat all their friends. Hmm? Look, look, here's me eating Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony be going, oh no, get off me, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I be going, but well, I'm hungry, Tony. <laughs> and Tony be going, oh no, go away, go away, go away, wouldn't you, Tony? <laughs> oh, oh. oh. And Here's Tony's
1: parents. When they hear that I've eaten Tony... Why did you eat Tony? Tony was our only son.
3: (laughs) And then, then I'd be at the funeral. And I'd be going, oh, better not show my head. Oh, shut up! Will you? Will you please shut up? Will you shut up? Shut up! Shut up!
0: After the screeching competition are like we might die in here be like that film alive oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah mentions <laughs> uh, alive yes uh, I did you ever see a, a 1993 Ethan Hawke film mm-hmm. where Ethan Hawke is such a you know such a such a massive actor that he couldn't even grow a stubble for realism that really annoyed me when I when I was watching that film that, that annoyed me that little if I couldn't if I, ever, if I was uh, what? if you couldn't <laughs> twat, <laughs> what the
1: fuck was that what, what?
0: Um, if I was expected to grow stubble I couldn't you must be, you can, no. You just some fur at least. Like. There no. must be patches like No, no, I can't.
1: Well, I mean, the things grow, but I mean, it looks more like fungus than anything. Yeah, but I mean, the <laughs> so I can tell why they don't want like, they don't want like a character just to be sitting there with fungal
2: growths. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that some <laughs> people just can't grow facial hair. Th- yeah. Well, no, well, he steadfastly refused. And Ethan Hall. Oh, do Yeah, and oh, he's, he's, he, he's he considered himself like one of these arty actors. And you know, clearly he's not. Do you know we call them? Twats. Articles, yeah. <laughs> Like me, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> uh, right? Now for you, I don't. I've seen that movie, and he is very clean shaven. Even though they're there for, yeah. ages they well, are there for a long time. Right?
0: He's, they're supposed to be there for the guts of about twelve weeks. Mm. Yeah, and you know because he didn't do it, then it would look wrong if all the rest of them uh, didn't shave. Yeah, Do you know so. what I mean? So they all maintained a fucking clean shaving and
2: they all look pretty well showered yeah, and, um, and yeah. well
0: fed and stuff. When they're supposed to be, you know, yeah. at the point of cam- cannibalism, you know, that's the whole point of the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the film uh, goes about the Uruguayan uh, rugby team who, got, uh, who they're playing lost in the desert and then, or sorry, in the not the Himalayas, the Andes. Yeah, the Andes, yeah. So based on a
2: true story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Friday the thirteenth of October, nineteen seventy-two is when it went down quickly found on Wikipedia. So yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> So when you're saying there's no segues, that's how deep that had to uh, get into well one sentence. That's, that's
2: a pop cultural reference. <laughs> yeah. You can't really, you know, wax. Not really no you, can, yeah. you can. get into big conversations about like, you know, it's uh, it's attack some religion. It's absurdists taking them and stuff. Which um, I know there actually are essays out there about the damage it did to the Catholic Church power.
0: Oh, i, I, totally, I totally. Yeah. Which are all pretty bad. good at, yeah. then, and
2: they're all pretty valid. And I was actually hoping to talk about that stuff, but you can't for this fucking episode because you yeah, know, I mean, it's just one foot in the grave is and alive references. Mm-hmm. It's
0: well, the English Patient comes up in the fil- film club as well. Pop culture reference and the pianist. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, they're nice, boring films. That's why Noel uh, Noel Furlong likes them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right, actually, because the last time we were here, we were about you know Nietzsche and fucking. You know all them like what do you call them Tolstoy and all that. Yeah. Like they're putting these high art references in, whereas here it's
2: joining a uh, father Ted to, to Nietzsche. Nietzsche did say um, uh, kind of echoing Hegel that when religion loses its power, art reclaims it. You know based on the idea that art creates religion, and then right. when the religion loses its power and it loses its believers, art will reclaim it. And you know it will become another form of art. You know like the Greek gods are, or mm-hmm. like, or, or the the Norse, like Thor, is not a comic book character yeah. trademarked right, by an yeah. entertainment company, but he was once worshipped by a lot of Vikings. Now, similarly with Christianity, it's not fully reabsorbed yet, but uh, a lot of its power has gone. And one of the symptoms of that power being taken back, so to speak, is that it starts to be um, used humorously. It starts to be parodied.
0: Yes, yeah. And in
2: the Nietzschean sense, Father Ted does do that because it doesn't attack it like viciously. The whole show is not about you know. I'm gonna pay back my Catholic boyhood with a vicious attack. Yeah, yeah. It just, uh, as Nietzsche said, you tap it with a hammer to show how hollow it is. So Father Ted's very gentle about it, but his gentle humor, I think, hits harder so than any big attack. Yeah, it's ha- it's quite lighthearted. Yeah. yeah, it's lighthearted. You know, like even some like the Magdalene Laundry movies. Still give Catholicism a lot of validity because like they're attacking it, they're attacking the horrors of those laundry workers as they should. But they still give it a lot of power, it's like a serious topic. Do you know, yeah. it's like like the church. Let's talk about the church. Let's talk <laughs> about its role in society. Father kind of like, nah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like well, it's
0: it's done, you know. As as uh, as we pointed out in the plane episode when Graham actually stands up and goes, well why don't we pray to God maybe he'll help us and they always get embarrassed <laughs> 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 yeah exactly that kind of thing <laughs> yeah it's like oh, t- even
1: uh, when they have to camp outside the house after the rock star takes over their house yes yeah. and Ted goes right well, I'm just going to leave this notepad down and you know hopefully tomorrow God will have left the message for us and Dougal's just like I don't think it's a very good idea it's not going to work Ted yeah. <laughs> even I know that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I even mean, like that Ted's thing about it,
2: like it's all so vague nobody knows what it's really all about yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Ted Bull's going to sort of the, the power of the Catholic Church within Ireland when he speaks to the Garda officer.
3: I just hope you don't think this type of thing goes on all the time.
0: We're not all criminals
3: and troublemakers in the church, you know. <laughs> I hope this won't put you off going to Mass. I'm a Protestant, actually, Father. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> it's a straight choice, Father. Either they pay a £200 fine or they spend the night in the cells. Well, I, I, I wouldn't have that kind of money on me. In, in, maybe, in the circumstances, in, a night in the cells might be the better off. Tay, <laughs> hey, shut up, Dougal. Tay, no. hey, Dougal, be quiet. No, I, I was just... All right! All right! Here! Here! Here's your blood money, but just let me say this. There was a time when the police in this country were friends of the church. Drunk driving charges quashed, parking tickets <laughs> torn up, even a blind eye turned to the odd murder. But now, and knew you satisfied. I gave him the money! Ted, Ted, why don't you give him the £200 of one of the best? Well, I did! There! Happy? Once again, you've made me look like a complete idiot in front of real people. Thank you so much. Right, to be honest, Ted, uh, I forgot you had the money.
0: (laughs) Uh, I was just going to say your fly's open. Oh, the old days when they yes. had influence? Yeah, that well, was cool, actually. Yeah. The first thing he said was, uh, oh, I'm sorry about all this. I hope it's not going to change. stop you going to Mass. So immediately he was trying to use his leverage uh, mm-hmm. on the Garda, uh, or to, you know, get spring them or get them free or whatever. And the guard was just around. Well, actually, I'm a Protestant. So he's lost all leverage and suddenly now he's completely emasculated in this situation. So he's now back to being a normal citizen. Uh, and he goes, yeah, the big, the big speech. There was a time when the church was, uh, you know, it was respecting this country they were friends of the police. They odd murdered looked <laughs> away.
1: <laughs> like, during this scene, uh, Dougal normally lands Ted in it. You know, he normally if Ted's trying to lie about something Dougal normally catches him out by accident. Yeah. And this is the one time where he's actually not trying to and Ted but lands himself
0: in it. That 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 was actually one of the most satisfying parts of the episode yeah. was when uh T- stands behind him. Because I'd actually, when I watched it, even this time, I completely forgot about the money he had in the pocket. Yep. So again, that wasn't that wasn't that thread didn't stay through it. Like it wasn't as complete an well, episode
1: I think that's kind of intentional.
0: That you forget about it. Yeah. But then you see, if you're watching that, then you're you're not expecting that. You don't think that's what Dougal's getting us in hand for. You assume he's going to say I something think about that's Jack. Why. But the, like the audience, you need um, what's what's the phrase? Dramatic irony. The dramatic irony is the audience knows what the characters don't. So, yeah. Ted is uh, assuming that Dougal wants to tell him about the money he's got in his pocket. But, but I the think fact that I'd forgotten about that meant that I didn't know that he's. So, yeah, I feel
1: kind of like you're meant to be with Dougal in it where you'd have forgotten about the money. Because it's literally, it's glanced over, pretty much. You know, they don't really hint on it very much. So they kind of mention it at the start and then it's done away with. And then you're meant to be like, I feel like you're meant to be like Dougal at the end where he doesn't remember about it. And then Ted goes on this big rant and then just slams it down and then you're like, oh yeah. And then Dougal reveals he. Yeah, I think that it's a rare example where the direction doesn't really
2: work. It's it's almost like you know, that first draft, first bit of blocking direction. Let's do this scene, where it normally is the kind of thing they would do really well. You know, you get Ted's wee moral kind of crisis. Well, yeah, I, uh, and it just happens so quickly. Like there's Fraser episodes, for instance, that would get a whole twenty minutes out of that. Oh yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. Do you know? I uh, well, yeah, exactly. The
2: ironic spin at the end that Niles wasn't nudging him into. And you know Kelsey Grammer, whereas in that it kind of it does get lost, not it completely lost, but
0: like it does, it is swept over, as you say. Um, but I do think that you're supposed to think that Duke about to tell him about the money. Mm. I think you're supposed to. I didn't to actually. Yeah. Like, uh, did you know? No, not really. Like, well, well it, it's, it is actually brilliantly acted. I've uh, no yeah. problem with that, and it is funny. And do Doug, <laughs> when Dougal goes, you made me look a complete fool in front of everyone, and Duke. Well I forgot about the money Actually I was just going to tell you Your fries on done don't. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I really like that Because he's
1: saying that uh, Dougal's being looked like a fool and in both instances, there, he's made himself look like yeah, a fool. Exactly, yeah. one, he's won that fucking rant. Because they don't really do anything to at all. And two, his fly was down the whole time. Yeah. So he looked like a fool twice. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also the one who whims back to the accidental minotaur
2: oh. trail of Dougal's jumper that could let led them out. It's not Dougal who yes, we it? Exactly, that exactly. Yes. be an easy joke. Dougal's actually trying yeah. to say to him, like, oh, do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. No, yeah when you've got Dougal going and think that's a good idea. You, you well and they have the idiot ball. Yeah. Well, Dugal Ted's worst episode for intelligence, Yeah,
0: well, true, because uh, Dugal <laughs> said I, when uh, Ted first encounters, in fact, we'll try and get through the plot here, even though we are at 55 minutes already. Fucking <laughs> hell.
1: Let's do three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, just during this podcast, I feel like this is one episode where it doesn't matter what order you talk well, about I it, t- because it's such
2: yeah, so a weird a, episode. Yeah, there isn't really a big thread to, to pick up on. Really. Well,
0: it just, I just want to make sure I'm big not threading. jumping over stuff. Yeah. So. I get it. <laughs> But yeah, so Ted Ted encounters, but <laughs> well, Ted, Ted uh, notices at the caves. Oh, by the way, Dougal uh, Dougal poses in front of the gents sign. Did you see that? So yeah. you think he's gonna be posing in front of the cave sign? <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just just gents, gents <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, the yeah, so they they encounter Richard Wilson, and Dougal's like, uh, oh yeah, that's definitely a, that's definitely a brilliant idea. There's no way you'll ever regret this. And he goes over, and Richard Wilson's got a really good fucking uh, headlock on him, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it is a proper headlock. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, he has him down for a good ten seconds. Tracy <laughs> jiu-jitsu, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, when Taylor comes back, like it's so, he's Chicken? Yeah, it's like he's seen a ghost. Like he's so fuck. This is not the reaction that I was expecting at all. <laughs> and I suppose see that what I think what they're trying to do is you take the piss out of people who think that that is the most hilarious thing ever. Yeah. And. There are, I'm sure, like, anyone who's been in a catchphrase comedy has seen that. I think Mrs Doyle is actually, or a then probably got that on a lot. And, uh, Father Jack. And, uh, yeah, Frank Kelly as well, yeah. yeah. For uh, decades afterwards, yeah. Well, exactly, I mean... T- some people
1: embrace it. Some people will be like, if they want to yell out my catchphrase, well, like, uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, he loves when people come past him and start yelling, like, yeah, bitch, and stuff, he thinks it's great, because he's like, they're connecting with me in some way. Yeah. But... What he doesn't like is when people come up to him and call him a bitch. You know, things like uh, that. Oh yeah, that's... What, yeah. a bitch sort of thing? Because, just do wait for Breaking bad, break, like, he just bitch was, like, his word. Yeah. And he would usually be like, yeah, so bitch, or so whatever. They're doing it wrong. Yeah, but bitch. some people
0: go up and just call him a bitch, and he's just like, whoa, I don't know you. Let's well, see, the, the uh, thing is... Uh, <laughs> He's probably earning like, you know, half a million dollars a year for yeah. Breaking Bad, whereas the ones on Ted are probably earning like, uh, <laughs> you know, a tenth of that. Like, so. But you, pitch, it, you <laughs> don't know that bitch. You well, don't know that bitch. But if you're getting it every day. Yeah, I yeah. mean, exactly, yeah. They like it's still,
1: even no matter how much money you earn, it, it could still get demeaning. Yeah. Isn't that right with that? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's, it's still. There are people who love it. Like yeah.
2: uh, I know Kevin Smith loves it when people come up and do like uh, or says he loves it or at least is you know good natured enough to pretend he loves it. Yeah. Do you know when people come up and do Jay and Silent Bob stuff to him, snoochie Yeah. Whereas uh, by contrast, oh. and as part of their massive personality clash, when he worked with Bruce Willis and like you know he does these stories yeah. about the experience where he goes, you know, now I'm not talking about Bruce Willis, but if I was, you know, and he'll give you a fifty minute long anecdote. One of them is apparently Willis hates any contact with fans, and he hates being reminded of it. And, like if people come up and remotely do it would be ka motherfucker to him. No. worst thing ever. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> like a leukemia diagnosis. Indeed. It's like you've ruined his day. But I, I can kind of hmm. get that
1: because that, that's miserable. Are, uh, that's miserable. No, but but, but actors are people as well, and no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's their job. So if he's going in, he wants to just disconnect himself from his job when he leaves. You know, he doesn't want to be reminded of. Maybe that day it well, worked. I mean, we had to repeat YBKA motherfucker 50 times till we got the perfect <laughs> take.
0: Well, I don't, I don't have a definitive opinion on this because uh, obviously I don't have the issue as an actor of well, people coming up and shout, uh catchphrases in my ear and stuff. Uh, but when you say. Well, people say are going to
2: say your catchphrase jeans" because it's basically like, you know, um, my lord, a message from Verona with that one line you get in the play. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, like, what's your message from Verona, bitch? He'll <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. Get me, bruh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but like, uh, so I don't know how annoying it could get. Like, imagine it, you know. But if you're, if you're walking down the street and somebody goes, you know, you have a guy, yeah. It really shouldn't get you that fucking wind up. Should do.
1: But if you could imagine him every 10 feet, it probably happens.
0: Well, no, because he lived in the most expensive part of Bel Air, probably. So he's only going to encounter that type of person maybe once every two or three weeks. Prince. Hmm.
1: going to Fresh Prince. Yeah,
0: probably. Yeah, but the Fresh Prince is going to shut his nickname like when you're in. You know those Hollywood Hills yeah, it's properties. Just the actors and all, they're, they're exactly all the exactly, yeah, or producers or music or record yeah. company owners, like so. It's he's not going to as not as if he's walking down the street every day and, and encountering this like. Yeah. And the other thing is, he doesn't have to be an actor doesn't have to be. Do you know what I mean? But he at the same can, time, yeah. it
1: is his job. And, he's and if he wants to disconnect from it, I can understand him wanting to disconnect from it. Well, he
0: he clearly doesn't because he's happy to take his paycheck and do another film. Like no, but I mean, like bring he, his profile down. He wants know. to go do his film and then that's it. You know, he doesn't want anything else to do with it afterwards. Well, he, he made five of them.
1: So. <laughs> I know but what I mean is like he wants to go and shoot it and then he doesn't want, you know, the interactive fans who are but gonna yell at Like he hates doing to tours. I know that much. He's just like he shouldn't be on
0: such a massive salary then. Do you know what I mean? If he if he doesn't want to do the job the work part of the job, because it is a fucking very enjoyable job when you get the work. But like the, the press side of things, he hates that because he's like, You're going in,
1: I have to sell you this movie, you've got to sell this to your you know your watchers you probably don't even like the movie. You're just having to be positive about it to sell it for us. And he's like, I "Just can we just stop doing the charade?" Basically, it's still not. And I get that as well. Again. It's still not like
2: working down a coal mine hard, is it? Like it's it's not exactly, like no yeah. hard definitely not. And but the
0: thing is, he's in such a financial position that he could be like Brad Pitt, where he picks the he picks the scripts that he actually wants to promote. You know, he, nobody is forcing him to fucking take Die Hard 6. Basically. He will do because somebody will throw him enough money at I'm him. Thinking,
1: even if he is doing like Die Hard 6, he's going to be in good working conditions, as you say, he's going to be in a good environment. But you look at actors like Kevin Bruce Campbell. Kevin I, Smith I love using yeah. Bruce Campbell as an example because B movies, shit, you know, shit budget, obviously. Yeah. Bruce Campbell in the middle of a fucking freezing cabin for weeks on end, having to like lay underneath the floorboards and stuff, it, pretending his limbs disconnected and all that. Doing stuff like that, everyone's got a risk of getting pneumonia and whatnot. And then he still embraces the catchphrases, yeah, exactly, and he yeah. loves his fans. I and mean, so. he's not a miserable scoot-bagger. i mean, If you look, at, if, it. If, if you look at Bruce Willis... He's done it in uh, worse conditions, where yeah. Bruce Willis gets to go back to his trailer. In Remember how Apple? from
2: years ago, in Moonlighting, where he's like this charming guy, mm-hmm. and everything is coming from this light kind of centre. I don't want to talk about centres like some new age, <laughs> but, but like it, it, it comes from this light kind of place. And then when he got into action movies, he kind of darkens that up, and then he wanted to get more serious and darkened up even more where it's come from this very serious place which yeah. worked. things like 12 monkeys and all very cool yeah. but somewhere along the line he has become a joyless void yeah. of like you watch the guy and there's no charm and there's, he's yeah. cruising off his name there's no charm there's no charisma there's the general kind of meanness and I think
1: he's become that I at this like point like it's not acting he really is a miserable <laughs> fuck but well, again but I feel like in this episode of Ted whenever they meet with um Richard Wilson. He's playing that kind
2: of miserable. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like yeah.
1: he's got to that point where he's just sick of it, but I also think it's probably playing on the fact that he is like this big theatrical actor and all, and he's got like this amazing background in acting. And know he's just known for, I don't believe it. And oh, yeah. it's, that's what's probably getting to him. Alec it. Guinness Syndrome kind of He He's going around telling children, don't ever
2: watch Star Wars again. <laughs> Which he did apparently he made a child cry by <laughs> saying, don't ever watch Star Wars again. And actually, that put me off the guy. Oh like Melvins, you can you know, like Vince is saying, it's a job, and you can hate your job, and you can even hate the fact that you have to do PR for your job. But like, dude, that that movie set you up for life. You could have cut from the merchandise rights. You yeah. never had to work again. All you had to do was two more Star Wars movies, and then everything else you could you could either retire or do plays when you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, that was it. Like Lucas was good to you. Shut the fuck up. At least stop making kids cry. You miserable little scrote. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'm actually glad that Ralph Richard and decked him in a pub once. Fuck you, Alan Guinness.
0: But anyway, uh, but Mrs. <laughs> Dineen. <laughs> so they, they, they land on the on the mainland and the first thing to do is go and uh, leave Mr. Doyle and Mrs. Dineen. Now, they were, it looked like they were about to set up a, a joke about s- strange uh, inhabitants of the mainland. As in, here's Mrs. Dineen. Mm-hmm. She's got an odd way of standing and, you know, the way she's something so off-putting about her visage, yes, yeah. And yeah. And then he, he's about to drive off and she's somehow managed to smuggle herself in the back seat at the expense of Mrs Doyle as far as I could tell. Yeah. So Mrs Doyle's come out and she's got in. kind of wonder is it like a practical joke from them? Well possibly but again not explored. Yeah. So it was just an odd little 30 second scene that said nothing about Mrs Denise's character nothing about uh, you know anything and it was vaguely funny it wasn't you what, know hilarious. Yeah it's a yeah. weird one Yeah. You know,
1: typically In Ted, if you're gonna get like um, two characters who are maybe similar in some way, there's typically like a big contrast between them. Whereas there wasn't here, they were just identical. They were just two different people, but they're exactly the same.
0: Uh, well, they uh, we have done the similar character before, like yeah. with Dick Burton, obviously. And yeah, a few a as well, a but there's
1: still like a bit of a, a dynamic there. Yeah, or it's yeah. A slight variation on him. Well, I don't even
0: like like I said. Uh, this was my favorite Mrs. Doyle story for a while. Like apart from Platt Mustard, we had last week It was obviously a, oh, yeah, a legendary one. one. What well, yeah. can we have reviewed that? oh because yeah. yeah. you didn't. Book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But this, you know, this just lets her see how she hangs out with her friends, which is a perfectly fine thing to do. And they end up with you know fifteen cups of tea or something between them, while they're discussing all these mental crimes, like how she wrestles, (laughs) she wrestles guy to the ground and waits for the filth. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, again, it just felt. Something wasn't right, just and you did you, you didn't mention the director. Uh, it's actually a different director for season three, which I've just noticed this episode. Oh, really,
1: uh, <laughs> three different directors. So there's Declan Lunny. So he yeah. was first two series, Graham yeah, right. Lennon. and Anthony de Emery De Emery yes, that was it. And that. Andy, Andy de Emery uh, Which one the Graham
0: direct?
1: Uh I've no idea. It doesn't really say. It just lists three different directors.
0: Well, I was going to bring up season three. Has did have a bit of a different. Um, uh, visual feel and i couldn't really put my finger on it
1: and that would be why
0: and that would yeah exactly so they had a new director come in now i was i was going to mention that it's actually much more impressive the, scene, the colors seem a bit more vibrant or something or something but it, there's just uh like this episode you know they had a chance to be a bit more imaginative and i think if Declan 90 had been you know doing locations it might have been a bit more imaginative because you know the small th- like the the town that they're in it's very nondescript and everything, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. It, I, I get what they're trying to do, that it is just a small town in Clare, wherever it would be, but, you know, they could have had some more oh. visual cue that they could have worked with.
1: So this is interesting. Uh, While well, the third series was directed by uh, Lennon, is it? Did I pronounce it? Lennon, yeah. Lin- so, season three was, series three was directed by him uh, on location scenes and then Andy the studio scenes
0: ah that is interesting actually so this is all gremlin's work yeah. then because it's all location on this
1: exactly so this whole episode is him, pretty much right okay apart from the star when they're in like the hallway and stuff and the opticians maybe other than that yeah well i guess well the key well.
0: would be location necessarily I think. well m- maybe not actually yeah no it's just a flat wall isn't it yeah it was just a flat wall um, like even
1: like inside the caves and stuff that's very clearly a set yeah the
0: w- yeah so but when the no there yeah i guess, guess I do think there was a few ones where Richard Wilson was in actual caves. Uh, yeah, when yeah. whenever he's on screen, I think it's actual. I think it might be the Alway Caves in, in I Galway. Th- I think it, it might be
1: because I'd imagine getting him to go to the studio and all wouldn't have been ideal. It was probably like I'd imagine something like that. It's probably he's in the area at that time or something they were able to get him, or they had him for a certain amount of time and had to do it there and then.
0: Well, if they're uh, if they were, if they're they they taking him to you know the caves, they would have to get him to the caves, like yeah, as opposed to the studio. But see, the thing the thing is the studio design was pretty obvious when you saw it, like when the when the studio bits. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're in the actual caves, the it was more obviously <laughs> actual caves, like. What I like
1: to start is when they're going out the door, and um, they open the door, and you can very clearly just see the screen that's meant to be outside. Which beside yeah. that it? I mean, uh, is the very start whenever they're like heading out to go to the car. Oh, yes, they always have
0: that sort of backdrop of a yeah. snowy back background. Yeah, but this time it's,
1: like it's very, very clearly just a backdrop. Like usually, when you're looking out the windows in the house, it looks like it could actually be outside. Yeah, yeah. She's done a lot better. It's just like, it's very clearly. Okay, just so a I missed that. So, picture.
0: <laughs> so, so there must have been, so like, it was a very, very ambitious episode for mm-hmm. them because the, the size of the cast, the amount of locations that they actually used, and, you know, again, taking everything out of their comfort zone. I think it may be. Like, you know fair play for them for having that ambition I think maybe they didn't f- miss the target a bit they, they fell yeah. short
2: I would guess that they got um, you know they had the idea from the circuit de Soleil you know and they approached you know Richard Wilson to do it and he said yes and maybe then they just tailored the whole thing around we've got this guest star so you know a uh, uh, basic plot okay. we take them to these locations and then we get like Vince was saying we get a whole bunch of other fillers and shove it all together and it just
1: doesn't come together no it's just not dead yeah,
0: it's not. Well, was there any bits in that you could speak positively of? Because I feel like I'm shitting all over. Well, I do. <laughs> I do like the crow thing because I like the fact that it's also sort of like its own little backstory as well. Because. There has been the crow's that have come up before. Yeah. yeah.
1: But like Jack, whenever he's leaving the optician, the crow steals his glasses and stuff. There's even a sign on the, the door that says, uh, Pensioner's having trouble with crows stealing your glasses. Yes, that's right. And yeah. then again, later on, it just shows um, a hand,
0: hand wrapping. Crow's, crow's ear nest. clamps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it shows the crow's nest that is made out of glasses. Suspecting, yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> that, kind of funny. It was a funny joke. And funny. I, I've
1: and it reveals enough that you know that this is now obviously an epidemic. <laughs> so yeah. It's a problem. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. I did. I've been just about season 3 they seem to have a different audience as well the audience is obviously much more uh, see w- what they do for these things is for studio audience things is they give out free tickets and if there's 200 seats they'll give out 500 tickets because uh, people just don't show up mm. uh, and you don't sometimes you don't even know what you're going to see so the first series if you're in the audience and you've got this show that you've never seen before it would have been you know the quiet yeah. laughter of but it still had the big laughter. Yeah. Whereas this, after a year out between season two and three, you, people I'd say people were queuing around the block for those tickets. Yeah. So they're ready for big feathered head laughs. So they're a bu- much more vocal audience, if you want to put it that way. Uh, but with that joke, they didn't. They didn't laugh at all. They barely, they barely acknowledged the spectre, the of spectacles. Yeah, I thought it was quite witty. Yeah, well, yeah, I thought it was a nice little visual gag as well. Like it's. Uh,
1: it's the classic Ted cutaway thing where they just cut away to something and it's just stupid and funny and same time I just thought the crows were stealing his glasses just to be dicks Yeah. yeah. basically <laughs> and then it turns out they're actually getting a practical use out of them because <laughs> yeah. that
0: would have been the Ted thing just that the crew was doing it just because it can well they had more practical use than Jack would have got out of them because he's always blind drunk anyway yeah exactly <laughs> 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 I'm trying yeah. to think other,
2: other good things about the episode uh, the Mrs. Dolly bit of course where she fights her for hand—that that is funny
1: um, i trying to think Think. I guess also just the contrast between Ted and Dougal, Ted being the idiot this time round. Yeah, your Ted really has the idiot ball. Like in this episode, yeah,
2: it, it ain't terrible. Like I didn't watch it coming away going, oh, I've wasted twenty four. Well, minutes. Well, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. But
0: again, it's a caveat that it is Father Head episode, so again, it's probably one of the best half hour or twenty minutes of uh, sitcom from the nineteen nineties. Like it'll still yeah. be in the top, you know, twenty percentile. It's definitely one of the times where the show starts to get generic
2: where you know it's not that special yeah. thing about you know weird priests on a wee island that very uh, kind of irishy kind of mm-hmm. you know irony humor going on this show don't really have that it's a bunch of very like the humor would be very familiar you know if you're an audience that's familiar with family Guy and cutaways
1: and south park and stuff this show has it yeah I'm trying to think about it there's some things where it's like <sighs> I'm trying to make an example sort of like maybe die hard like die hard 4 onwards I don't watch them as Die Hard films I just watch them as action films I don't think of it as diehard anymore this is sort of one of the things like, with this episode it's, it's a good it's a good sitcom show but it's not Father Ted it's not a Father Ted yeah. episode well Adaption Decay I think you call that like yeah. with, with the Die Hard 1 it's a it's
2: a, a pretty believable real life cop in a crazy situation Yeah. whereas by the time you get to I don't know 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, yeah. 10, 11, 12, 15 like he's a superhero he's a big muscled miserable yeah. superhero and <laughs> Big it's lost when it's about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rocky One is about you know this like uh, Street box nobody man. boxer yeah. getting his one shot, and it is a drama, and it justly got you know acclaim. Get to like where he's fighting Mr. T in Number Three or Dolph Lundgren and Four. The fight on the moon,
0: yeah. Rocky Eight. <laughs> yeah. Like, <if> you <laughs> know, like, what do
2: you mean you can fire lasers? <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> it just becomes more and more cartoony. Or look at Friends. They started off. If you watch the first season, the characters um not established yet. And it's fairly straight sitcommy, whereas they get well and truly Flanderized, named after Ned Flanders in The Simpsons. Where you know it starts off as a sort of believable character, and five years later, it's a complete cartoon.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, now, Father Ted doesn't quite have that because they start all off as cartoons. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and,
0: and then they have to actually fill in the characters. They're actually coming out from a different way. I've uh, heard a lot of the uh, humour gets does get broad, you know, more and more crazy. I think. Uh, well, there is there's. A there's a couple of classics still to come in the series so it hasn't actually totally jumped the shark yet one of which we're doing a culture night and one of which we're doing so culture night the other one is the one like love uh, yeah
1: i can meant to ask you that do
2: you think it jumps the shark or do you think it just no has up and downs you know? it, ju- it just it's
0: just it's just a such a high standard that these are just blips like this is just a blip of a yeah. bad episode and you know i could count in one hand the ones that are really hated like ted hit like hated like
2: actually didn't like watching them. well
0: the ones that would. If I was skipping if it was going through the channels I would actually skip past instead of yeah. sitting watching until at least the outbreak Like, What like, was
2: your least favourite one? Like have you done it? Uh, ex-
0: the yeah. well so far the bunnies. Oh well. Uh, yeah. I thought it was gonna be Fatherstone. That's the other one. But But even saying, that has some brilliant moments. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. saying do you think it jumped a shark? I don't think Ted can jump a shark it, because, it because it's already yeah. set in the the boundaries of surrealism. Whereas obviously <laughs> like jumping the shark is like it comes from uh, Happy Days when Fonzie literally jumped, jumped the, shark. the
0: shark yeah yeah he became the, the superhero yeah. yeah
2: yeah. a lot of people get on um, the shark wrong because it doesn't necessarily it can do but it doesn't necessarily mean when a show becomes total shit it just means it's never as good again it never hits its peak
1: yeah or it completely goes into something different to try yeah. and to a new audience something like that At, which often fails
2: yeah Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: sometimes they do try specifically try to do that yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's definitely there's
2: some shark like tendencies in this episode I think yeah you know I almost uh, I, I yeah. Imagine five more years with more and more guest stars keep, S- and you can see the start. So that's, jump, you know? that's
0: why they said they weren't going to make it anymore, and I, I yeah. do genuinely believe that they would not have made any more. I mean, uh, let's just say you know uh, that Dermot Morgan and Frank Kelly were still alive, there might be clamouring to make a film or something like a cinematic film yeah. Yeah. for for cinema. Well, the old special, uh, and that would only be you know for cashing reasons, and I don't think it would have done yeah. justice. Well, I don't think they would have necessarily done it because you know Mrs. Doyle's got no real reason to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Arlo Hanlon's still working pretty, pretty constantly. Yeah, he's doing a lot of theatre stuff, oh and stand yeah. up and everything. True. So they they don't need to. Like in Graham, they trying to, you know, make new sitcoms all the time and all that sort of stuff. Kind of like didn't you say he worked on Little Britain? Uh, yes, the very early Little Britain.
1: Yeah. Do you not feel like maybe this episode? Because we keep saying it, it feels like a sketch show. Do you not feel like maybe? This is sort of a testament to what he was going to go on to in the future.
0: Well, the next thing he did after Ted was Big Train's schedule, so, so oh, yeah. it might yeah, be so that
1: he was getting in that sort of mentality. Uh, possibly,
0: point. yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, because Big Train literally the next year, so, so there you go. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think you would have necessarily, you know, used all his ideas on his flagship show just to just for having outlet for them. you know what I mean? Um,
1: I'm sure you know, like whenever you're doing something creative. If you maybe get a bit of a buzz to do something else at the same time, if it also yeah, gets intertwined. Gross. Yeah, 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 no, definitely,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he starts sort of like yeah, right writing right in the middle of Father's Head.
0: Yeah, could be uh, yeah. possibly. Uh, See, so the thing is that it just might not have been a strong enough idea. Like it might have been like Father, like Father Stone. It might have been like Land Rabbits. Those are funny ideas mm-hmm. in and of themselves. When you're trying to stress them for twenty minutes. You'll struggle. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, have, you need to have more beach on the bone, like.
2: I also have this theory, though. Um, it links back to what I said in my last appearance, which was, was that, was that episode four? Yeah, five. 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 Episode Just, five. Yeah, yeah well, the best episode yet. Episode five. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. But <laughs> like. Uh, what so I was when saying the, in so the the it. Podcast the shark. it, is, <laughs> it is, yeah. Now that was the peak. That was like you know, that was your like your moment. Of oh, this is when it jumps the shark. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. That was like you know your Buffy killing angel when kind of thing. When he started
0: picking up the They're old guest stars again, that's when it jumped the shark. For long comes back.
2: Now back for the battle of the bastards. But like I was saying before though, yeah. how the thing gets <Yeah>. grounded by Ted's <laughs> performance, uh you <Yeah>. know Dermot Morgan's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like performance keeps it in reality. Yeah. And I have this theory that whenever he's allowed to do that, it's, it's it's a strong show. Everyone else is crazy, but Ted's embarrassment and you know scounderness is real. Yes. Yeah. And when it doesn't quite allow him to hit that, it it, it loses its reality, and then you're in sketchy turf. And I think this show doesn't quite get that. It doesn't That's like you point. were echoing in the cup shop. That could have been great, and you know he can do it. He can knock this stuff out of the park. Yeah. It yeah. just doesn't ever hit that. Ted is you know really embarrassed here yeah like if you want him to be embarrassed by Dougal go for it I have the episode about that it doesn't do that and it just ends up being like a sketch show whereas when it lets him bring that reality to it that that's when Ted really knocks it out of the park I,
0: exactly yeah and you know when Dougal
2: is just embarrassing the shit out of this serious guy well
0: if uh, it just doesn't hit that if, t- if Ted's the if Ted's the crazy one you can't have Dougal being the straight man yeah so uh, like like so, so there's no balance there like you need.
2: yeah it's got to have that foot in reality it's why you've done a stage version of this you and know and I didn't see it like but the challenge there would be trying to get Shh, that foot that's a controversy in. at the minute <laughs> is said okay we'll fix it in edit it. <laughs> yeah. but like if, if it doesn't have that foot in reality if it doesn't have this one guy Like who's rooted in something real going on, it loses all its meaning and you're in a low low territory. Actually even a low low has that. Some of the guy who played Rennie Yeah, he was the grounded character, uh, He still brings that a lot of actors will do that instinctively. And if there's a grounded character who's really reacting to it, you can go nuts. Yeah. You can go fully of shit nuts as this one guy in the middle going, Yeah. And it's yeah. a secret to a lot of sitcom stuff, if you, and you have to bring that. It's a secret to a lot of acting. Yeah, Revealing acting secrets on a podcast. So even when
1: you you look at the episodes and stuff, like Mrs. Doyle, will be doing. Isn't there one episode where she's like on bungee cords cleaning the window and stuff?
2: Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, uh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Well, she's on, she's on like a harness. a Harness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like these really she's stupid things high. are going on around her, and then like everyone else is just kind of like, yeah, that's normal. Whereas you'd imagine Ted would be like, what the. F- hell yeah here. yeah versus this one as you said he doesn't yeah. do anything like that he doesn't exactly. yeah and it
2: just doesn't it, he's the anchor do you know like uh, when, you know, when he's got this world weary i'm trapped and i hate my job and i'm going through the motions of being a priest and dougal's got his head stuck in the sofa yeah like yeah. Uh, a cartoon counter. that works you know that interaction it. Totally. or like you said like uh, uh when ted's being ted and uh, mrs doyle could be in a freaking spaceship and it doesn't matter as long as he's Written it in reality, but when it's not, when that's not there, the show does not
1: work, as yeah. my opinion anyway. Only moment in this episode I can think of that's like that is whenever Noel is singing Bohemian Rhapsody and Ted is just L- looking yes miserable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh yeah, I wanted to bring up that uh, Dugo says the immortal lines again. Ted, I'm going mad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time he's around so Noel, that was a callback to <laughs> Hell Noel's first appearance. Yeah, we well, yeah, remember when, when he lifts his head above the parapets, I'm going mad. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, there, was a, there was a few good jokes like Mrs. Deneen had a few good lines uh, where she said "And uh, Mr. Mr. Sweeney they, they broke into his house and they forced they put a bra on him Mrs. Doyle then turned oh. around and she says that's the 400th case of uh, forced, uh, transvestism <laughs> and Mrs. Sweeney it's like oh, okay <laughs> this I, is I a serial crime <laughs> <primus."
1: but it's laughs> that's what I like. think, they, they do get some of that surrealism again and the whole episode, this whole episode is business realism, but just little lines like that where it's so stupid, like some people might just miss a joke like that and not even acknowledge the fact that there's clearly people running around an island dressing people up
0: as women. No, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> the joke is that he's doing it himself, he just keeps getting caught. Is four hundred. he ah, um, didn't take it that way. Yeah, see, exactly. So yeah, I he was taking it more as people were going in and forcing them. Well, it. that's when Mrs. <laughs> Denine said it. I thought that's that's funny idea that there's somebody is doing that. Yeah. And then when Mr. Doyle said that, I thought it was like there's been two hundred cases of it. Yeah. Well, two hundred cases of Mr. Sweeney. So it's Mr. Sweeney is yeah. <laughs> just really. Ah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> He keeps getting caught and going. They funnier, me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because like. First, uh, somebody breaks in. You're like, oh shit! Uh, these guys broke in, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Actually, this
2: uh, a C.S. Lewis thing which I'll paraphrase. But he said on fiction, right, that if you have um, not his words, but his general meaning, if you have crazy characters yeah. in a crazy situation doing crazy things then you've got one bit of craziness too many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And uh, there's times where shows like *Fallout* Tech get that wrong. Mm-hmm. like, And I think this one had that. You know, uh, They're crazy characters doing crazy stuff in a crazy place. And uh, it, it's just that little bit of unreality too much. And it's also like you guys were saying earlier, they're on the mainland, yet, as Vince was saying, it's just as crazy as Craggy Island yeah, is. It's like, not... Sort of the joke is that Craggy Island is
0: this crazy place. Exactly, yes. But you get to exactly. the mainland,
2: they should be the, the weird ones. Do you know? Yeah.
0: yeah, so, I mean, the optician seemed like a... A normal optician, apart from the fact she couldn't do her job, like, yeah. and but the they humor should be well made, they, they don't know how to deal with it, you know. Yeah, but I was thinking it's like you imagine they go
1: to an optician on the mainland, then the optician's going to be, you know, able to Professional. operate properly. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be exactly. professionals. not going to have, um, what was it, uh, a, you know, the, the eye chart from was it Heineken or Carlsberg, Carlsberg, yes, Carlsberg. <laughs> and then they're not going to have an eye chart from Feck Industries, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you. So so she, she,
0: has, she has no uh, medical ethics as, with regards to uh, you know, taking payments. Yeah. Know? She probably does just uh, you know, write out prescriptions for all these drugs people don't really need, but she gets a kickback every time. She's just <laughs> the, the way I'd be thinking of it is if you're putting Jack in an optician's there must be things
1: that he can do in a normal optician yeah. operating normally that could just be like, Well, that's a very Jack thing to do and now Ted's gotta deal with it and be embarrassed about it, as you said. Yeah. And ground the thing in realism but it, it just doesn't hit that. It's like I like it when Ted can't deal with the real
2: world. You know yeah. when it's like, when is the solicitor getting here? Yeah, yes, Young exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, you're no, not. Yeah. <laughs> no, come
0: See, on, sickles from the island. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yes, Ted. Take us another cosplay uh, on today. Uh, although this, strictly speaking, it's not properly as cosplay because it's uh it's Jugo's hallucination, but it's Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, gets so hungry he's hallucinating. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, of course. Um, you know, uh, proclamation. You no, know, what is it? The proclamation declarations. Sorry.
2: The Proclamation Declaration. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, it's something like that. It's the Declaration emanci- of Independence. The Emancipation Declaration. Oh, emancipation yeah, yeah yes, he fr- yes. the emancipator, yeah, he freed the slaves. Dis- yes. dis- he freed the yeah. slaves, and of course, he was assassinated in the theatre, which. Uh, By all that, an actor, yeah. But all destroyed uh, any relationship between the arts and politics. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's That's that was absurd. it. That's where we can't get our funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> what's that classic line?
2: Uh, uh, but apart from that, how did you enjoy the show, Mrs. Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was actually killed by an actor. That right? can't have done. The actor, actor was reason. in
0: the show as well, which is the craziest. Yeah, movie. I've been I've in been that yeah. theatre. Yeah.
2: It's still. A, it was at least back when I was there. It was still a theatre. The uh, with plays being performed there, like, like the Kennedy Theatre. Uh Ford. Ford.
0: Oh yes, the Ford Theatre. Yeah. Kennedy was killed in a Lincoln Ford. Yeah. Which is it's just yeah, weird, weird, uh, weird, weird coincidences. It's all
1: the Illuminati, man. As uh, I was gonna say, um, obviously we're saying there's no sort of Ted's not the straight man, but do you not feel like maybe was it Richard Wilson? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like maybe he's the straight man okay, in this episode?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he probably was. He did have a few good moments as well. Like the second time when Ted and Dougal are listening to the tour guide, and Dougal's just getting really, really annoying. And
3: this rock here is actually granite. Uh, how long would that be there? Oh, many millions of years. Really, as long as that. That's, that's just fascinating. How come all the rocks are different sizes? Well, you know, rocks are generally different sizes. Wow. I'm finding out all kinds of things I never knew about rocks. <laughs> of course, at this time, most of this whole area would have been submerged underwater. How did everyone breathe? Well, oh, some sort of apparatus. All right. Wow, look at that rock over there! Well, this is actually the oldest part of our tour. Uh, this particular cave was formed more than 15 million years ago. Wow. I don't believe it. <laughs> you again! I don't, I, don't you again. I, don't, I don't want to see you
0: again! Last time! The tour guy says... Like, Ooh, look that rock over there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> a little <laughs> tiny rock. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All rocks are different. I've learned all sorts of new things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the tour guy goes, oh, these rocks have been here for 15 million years. And Teddy goes, 15 million years? I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Richard Wilson just jumps around and it's <laughs> like this sheer fury in his face yeah. get out you bastard
2: <laughs> <laughs> I always wish to cranked that up you made him really like yeah. Bruce Willis I'll judge you this miserable screw uh, Liam Neeson actually did it quite well on um, uh it, was, it wasn't it was extras it was that other Life Ricky Ch- show Life too too short. Life's Too Short Yeah, Aye. where he made an appearance and yeah. he like Man no. needs to play this really miserable version yeah. of himself. Yeah. He just absorbed all the humour out of the room. And yeah. goes, oh, <laughs> guy.
0: That was a good use of that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like that, uh, from that show, I think that's the standout moment at I on. Yeah, uh, got have got AIDS. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the point that we don't think AIDS is funny.
1: Oh yes, well yeah, if, if you haven't seen that clip, look up Liam Neeson on "Life's Too Short." Yeah, so that makes more sense.
2: I have to say, though, I'd agree with what Ricky Gervais said about humor: is that you don't have to joke about nice things; they're already nice. So of course, we joke about fucking horrible things. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's how humor works. Yes, and as he also says, that like um, like uh, normal people get upset when people do horrible things, but stupid people get upset when people joke about horrible things. Yeah. Two very different things as far as goes, anything goes It's jokes as long as you're jokes. not
0: saying it to be malicious Yeah, so good completely yeah uh, well I want to I bring this, that up so we're at 128 so we'll wrap it up in a few minutes but I want to just mention John Oliver right I think he's one of the best humorists on the planet at the minute yeah. like by miles but he'll come up with some really serious pro- uh, topic like say for example the first one came into my head uh, the American penal system the American uh, prison mm-hmm. system which is basically all like it's all privatized so they're incentivized by money to keep putting people in prison and Basically, the companies going and paying judges to put people in prison and stuff, yeah. and then it was just, you know, you get your wild riled up and you're like, ah. and then he just pierce it with a joke, and it will leave you on a joke, and it feels like, uh, you know, he's, he's brought this, he's brought this to the fore, and then just excused it, like he's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, he's, it brought up this injustice, and then just, it's, they've got away with it because if I make a joke about it, <laughs> that's all they say, and it's we like, wouldn't say, that. That. unsatisfying or something, or, with or him
1: and other people who do the same sort of things as him. I feel like what they're trying to do is, this is a really serious topic. People need to hear, but people don't always like to sit and listen to serious things. So he throws a few jokes in, Yeah, people's attention will stay on a lot better. I know what you mean, it sort of seems like he's bringing it down, but he is getting people to listen and then people come away from it and still remember everything he said.
0: But they'll come away from it. The last thing would be the big punchline, which for me takes the wind out of his sails. Like, I agree with what you're saying. People don't want to sit and watch news now because it's fucking boring. Yeah, it's they depressing. Want to want, yes, exactly. So they want John Oliver to take a new spin on things. And again, he's using it to highlight these issues. But it's just, instead of landing the the, the final blow of his joke on the perpetrators, he'll, he'll just... He'll, diffuse it? Yeah, he'll diffuse yeah. it with a different sort of joke or a different direction of where to take it. And it's just, I find it so uh, unsatisfying or something that he has, he has this... He has this platform where he could fucking bring somebody to town, like, and he, you know, he could, and he's got he's got to support HBO or he must do because he's saying quite a lot of you know anti-establishment things.
2: I used to quite like um, John Stewart's balance, you know, back when he did the um, what do you call it? The deal, the Daily Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he like, um, I thought he had a good balance. He kind of knew when to go. This is inexcusable and hit hard, and when to defuse. And I thought his balance was really good. He never ever kind of ends it with. But it's okay that you know we have a tremendously unbalanced prison system. Yeah, yeah. Or like he, he kind of knows, and he, he often lays with a punch as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. yes. And he I dropped d- all the humor, you know, after that uh, massacre at that nightclub and stuff, and mm. went straight for the
0: juggler. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So see yeah, exactly. what you mean it's a tricky balancing act. But yeah, no, I just want to bring it up because you can joke and normalize something. Like,
2: yeah, right. Like Guantanamo that. Bay
0: became a joke. What's oh, right?
2: Guantanamo Bay was like even uh, yeah, exactly. Things like and Kumar—it just became rather a national frigging atrocity.
1: It became just part of the landscape even like when you think back to life's too short and um, liam neeson even turns around and goes well how does he get away with it and like we don't know some people can get away with it everyone has a different approach to everything and like if liam neeson gets up on the stage and starts making age jokes everyone's going to be like what the fuck whereas if Ricky is gets up and does it he's going to do it in such a way that he, one gets his point across and two makes humor out of it yeah um i have a real belief though that everything is up for grabs like you know oh, yeah. eh, there is nothing you
2: can't joke and about and that whole there's a kind of movement on the left much as I am a traditional leftist there's a big movement on the left that um, some people call regressive like the social justice warriors and all oh, yeah. and they want to enforce this kind of you can't joke about that you can't talk about this and that is it's way no, no 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 that is not what liberalism should be that's like it should be you can joke not and talk about fucking anything like
0: right that. I'll, I'll respond to that because Social justice workers or what What are you, Social so justice warriors. warriors. Yes, yeah, sorry, it's just bro- like you know, like um, third wave <laughs> feminism <of liberalism laughs>
2: and Black Lives Matter and groups like that go under that umbrella title? Well, no,
0: they're they're reacting to the fact that uh, this liberal humor that you've been chatting about has just become so ubiquitous that everything like, basically you're seeing most of it on Reddit, you're seeing most mm-hmm. of it on internet forums. Every freaking uh, comment, n- one of the top comments is some rape joke just for the sake of having a rape joke, it has yep, nothing no, to do with it. Yeah, and Trilling, it's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it, just because you can do something or you should do something doesn't mean you have to do yeah. it. it. Oh, yeah, It doesn't yeah. mean you sh- uh, you know... But, like, what gets me in social justice warriors is they're typically
1: getting offended by things that shouldn't offend them personally. Like, you'll see, like, people going, oh, well, you know, you can't make racist jokes uh, because I'm offended by that. And it's like, why are you offended? Because you're white. It's, you know, it's not, a, it's not a joke against your you. You're dangerous
0: territory there, Vince. I know, but... Gating <laughs> uh, no. Kind of no, What I mean is, like... <laughs> just because you're not a child abuse victim does not mean you should not no, be disgusted child abuse do you know what I mean
1: but sometimes people will jump or to the defence of it. someone they'll jump to the defence of someone who you know isn't offended by it because they were offended by it but it's like you have no happen, right. yeah. like if I make a joke at you and you don't get offended by it but he jumps on and he's like that's offensive you shouldn't have said
0: that to him it's like he's not bothered it's like, as long as well people know
1: the context of it. Leave James' hair alone. But yeah. Glenn,
0: Glenn's just within his rights to say, well, I didn't like that joke, so mm. please shut your mouth next what, time. Yeah. There's a difference
1: between him going, I didn't like that joke, and a difference to him jumping on your defence even though it didn't bother you. Well, yeah.
0: sometimes people are, uh, have been so fucking oppressed like, for generations <laughs> yeah. that they do not have the capacity anymore to fucking defend themselves because mm-hmm. they're just not getting listened to because... You know, countless yeah. generations. Who, who though,
2: like who, who, like saying in the Western world, not not talking about the like the well, wider world because that definitely is true, but in the West, like as you say, where information has exploded, from everyone from retards to Richard Dawkins, Jesus. can get their stuff right out there, right? Uh, retards, by which I mean stupid people, well, not the old sense of the word. We'll cut that out in editing, right? <laughs> but, um bloop, not bleep, uh, press Center button. What would you call? It? Uh, but there's still a hell of a difference though, like between like. Say the Dalits in India who don't have a voice, the Untouchables. They do not have a voice yet in mainstream India, and they really need one. That I, I can't say. Say in America, where's a group in America that
0: doesn't have a voice? Well, that doesn't have, you would have. I would have said, you know, ten years ago, the trans community, for example. Mm-hmm. That would be a good example. But I they have a pretty
2: strong one now, though. But you're right. In the past, that in yeah. my childhood they didn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, this Black Lives Matter, and then suddenly it's been adopted by whatever the opposite all of lives social. Sort of, and all. Yeah fuck that, you're t- oh, yeah, you're yeah. fucking completely missing the point or you're you're deliberately obfuscating the point by doing that, when you're, the whole point of that is that black people do not feel like they can walk down the street and uh, have a, a police officer, a, a, you know, an yeah. instrument of the state who's meant to be there to protect them if they come over, they're thinking, fuck I might not uh, live through the end of this that is yeah. a serious problem yeah, of there's society there's a video out every week yes, no, it's sort exactly like yeah. of it's not like they're trivialising Exactly, yeah. and what it is is so if, if, for example, me as a white person jumps to the defense of somebody, uh, the all blacks, all all blacks, yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, like it's because you know uh, not that my voice is more authority or more authenticity, it's that my voice is because I'm a you know white male. Yeah, it it suddenly has a bigger audience. Do you oh, yeah. know what I mean? And it's, but you know. the
1: the problem is one, as we said, they're trivializing things, but two, it's they're jumping on the things where it's like it was just a joke. It was a joke with no significance. It wasn't malicious. There was no no ill intent behind it. It's like, that's what people hate about social justice warriors. They're just jumping on everything. Like, this is a a straight example. I have epilepsy. Okay, yeah. So, one of the big jokes in the internet is anytime it's a flashing light or like flashy colors, anything, everybody goes, Oh, I just took a seizure. And that to me is trivializing my illness. Right. That's like, because epilepsy is a much broader spectrum. It's like a form of brain damage, meaning it can be triggered by anything. In my case, it's triggered by stress. Nothing to do with lights. But people just take my illness, trivialise it, and then go yeah. Like but I don't jump on their back because it's like such it's a fucking joke. You know, th- they're not trying to sit there and actually go oh, this illness is not serious. They're just like yeah, it was flashing lights. I took a seizure because that's the obvious joke to make. Um, and it, that's the social justice warriors would jump on that. If as they banned that the word, they, they
2: banned the word brainstorming
0: because of epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Did they really? The, like yep. the, these fucking yep. daily yep. mail stories oh, don't are. No, be racist no, that, that, that yeah. Actually,
2: that's just what I have against. Who banded, what?
0: What statute can you show me where it has actually banned the word brainstorming?
2: But you know, like, it doesn't have to be like a ban. Not like, in, banned, in, like,
0: but like you said, like, that
2: like, in the but, like so. So if, like, there are just words now, and a lot of it comes like from from the liberal leaning. There are words now that are not used because they're <laughs> not. Like if I say retard, right? <laughs> now if I go nigger. Yeah. Right. There are lots. a lot of podcasts will not play me saying that. In fact, you might and be hitting the censor button. Later. <laughs> <laughs> right. But nobody nobody put it, as far as I know, in legislation saying you can't say that in a non-threatening context. Yeah. It's just understood. But it's still censorship, which I which I reel at because I'm very against any kind of censorship from the left or from the right. Like and social justice warriors are pro censorship, increasingly so. And their it's model their, their model of oppression has become so wide that they consider anything to be oppressive like, yeah. like Vince was saying jokes like they're, they're, they're worried about jokes and what's worse they're worried about say say uh, feminists they're worried about jokes and Lara Croft's boob size while like girls are being burnt alive and buried alive yeah. in India for being untouchables and they don't give a crap about like that and yeah you can care about the, all things great and small you can care about both Yeah, there's no, but they don't care about one at all so therefore I'm very pro free speech like say whatever the fuck we should say, and like uh, well, I think there, there are days, <laughs> <laughs> there are days of saying what people can and can't say should be numbered. There's like a kind of there's a reaction you know, against I, them,
0: and I'm kind of part of it. It's See, so you're free you're just, speech libertarianism. You're, you're just using this uh, so t- tiny, tiny window of like the last two or three years, where you know you've actually had this, uh, uh, you've encountered this yourself from the f- first person point of view, and probably has become a lot more uh, prevalent in the last few years. It's part of an ongoing progress that society is doing, and you do need. I actually call it a regress. The regressive, the product. left, yeah. And I don't think it's. Uh, I you don't know, think when, it's when they have people,
2: and they have a lot of millennials second guessing what they can and can't say, and I don't think that is. Well, it's, it's not. And not, not, not based on, on like not, not genuine sensitivity. Like I don't want to say something that trivializes epilepsy. It's very valid. Like, somebody who goes through something, you don't want to trivialise what they're going through. Yeah. But then when you get, like, like, like so I can't say, let's have a brainstorming session. Oh, sorry, Vince. Yeah. Or, you know, I can't say, oh, oh I'm totally schizo. Oh, you, sorry, you, Paul, who has schizophrenia. That's bullshit. Well, that turns out
0: he's actually talking to himself. is yeah. the second time you've mentioned <laughs> this one, All
2: right? See, that's the kind of humour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I missed that one. But, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, i will that out later it's when it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll hear it later. But you've mentioned this brainstorming thing. like. You, 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 did you read that in the Daily Express? Oh, or no, no, if no, no if I, it's fine. Not, not banned. But like, like, like people guns, are, you know? people are worried about saying it in case
1: something... Yeah. maybe does. Same as blackboard.
0: You don't hear blackboard anymore. That's because everything's whiteboards. Mm. No chalkboards. Well, nobody uses chalk anymore. Cause that's because it's, it's a fucking messy. stupid yeah, exactly. method of writing. Yeah, everyone's write yeah, like exactly. right so over this so
1: big dusty it's patch that you can't see now because it's white as well. TV show And the era of tablets too, and all that. But yeah, that
2: was a manifesto for free speech.
1: You know. Uh, a lot it's about, of its about context, and a lot of people take things. Yeah. out of context. Well, there is and there is fucking up. scumbags who oh, will yeah, there go there scumbags.
0: into a fucking you know rape support, rap support group or something like that yes. and just start flinging off rape jokes. Yes. And yeah, there are.
1: And, and, and that's that's not on. That's people trying to get a reaction. But I'm on about like say if a comedian gets up on a stage and they make a joke and you know it's a joke and it's nothing more than a joke. It's not their personal beliefs. They're just saying something that's going to be funny. Th- and then social justice warriors okay. will jump on it and be like that person. All of a sudden. So what, because I, I, they don't I, I, find I, I, it funny
0: their opinion is less valid I, than the no, person who I, does it, find it, it funny no, no, no. now you've seen the other you've seen both extremes now and as a society we will eventually uh, we'll keep going and we now know what the fucking extremes are so yeah. you know
2: but that, the ext- that extreme is not like, like uh, with third wave feminism it's not a hand for the people it's It's a huge, we're talking like, it's a lot of people, and it's not academically mainstream. What you said, the internet,
1: we were saying earlier about how, you know, if you wanted to learn something back in the day, you had to go out and learn it, and you had a smaller audience. You had to earn it. Internet yeah. exists now. They've got a massive audience. They can get their voice out there. Not a problem now. Anybody can just go online. When and this is what's happening now. That's Society it is moving forward. The thing is, these people have always existed. This whole culture has always been there it's now just got a a bigger voice but when you have when you have the left when you have the left imposing censorship but you still have to do it in the right way
2: see when you have the left imposing censorship that's what disturbs me because the left was always back in the day and before my day it was the it was the anti-censorship group it was that you can say anything and now the left censors as much as the right and that's why there has to be a halt to it there has
1: to be a no you don't get to control what people say you, you said there you've seen both sides of the argument but then as we were trying to say the problem with a lot of social justice warriors is it's their argument and nobody else's. No platforming, he is right, yeah. yeah. That's every fucking
0: public that's speaker. It's always been yeah. their modus operandi. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, then oh, there are. Would Richard Dawkins, right now, if he had the power <laughs> to, yeah. would he ban all religious no. Uh, speech? No, and he has said he wouldn't. Right, uh,
2: Ridicule it, argue with it, disagree with it, mock it on every platform, but actually stop a word of it being said? No. Hmm. That's no platforming. No no platforming is not saying I disagree with, you know, X, Y, Z. Do that all you like. And no platforming is saying they have no right to speak in this campus. Yeah. This is our safe space. That opinion can't come here. That opinion needs a trigger warning. Okay, and that's but- the bullshit. You see the difference, though? I'm all for multiple points of view. I think every yeah. point of view should be out there. Even people who really disagree with me, their right to free speech is so, secret to me. People back- who
1: disagree with every word I'm saying, they have a right to get up. A- I have a very offensive sense of humor. And if I offend somebody, I right away will go up and apologize to them because
0: it's not my intention to offend if I make an offensive joke the easiest way of not doing that is to avoid offensive jokes oh, well, that's, that's self-censoring
2: the gendarme in your head cop in the
1: head is what i it then no. that means I'm censoring myself and it means yeah. I'm not being myself is uh, that not the ultimate tyranny
0: that's, is that not how you go about your lives you just say everything the first thing jumps into your head at all moments sometimes that's, that, I that's, I do. that's how I offended
1: Leanne before remember <laughs>
0: and right away I
1: went upstairs and I apologised to her and said "Like you just know that's me and she was well, like it's fine that, yeah,
0: but, <laughs> that, 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 there was drinking involved then so Yeah, but if, so if you had a self-censored, you would have avoided that situation. Would have avoided it, but I just think, you know, we said at the podcast during the season three episode one, mm-hmm. if you have to look around to tell a joke, why bother telling a joke? Oh, Do you know what I mean? well, but that's yeah. the thing. Like <laughs> you,
1: you look at like a stand-up comedian. People have paid money to go see him, so they know what they're getting into. Well, you know, so a comedian should be able to get up on stage and tell his jokes and then not be censored or called out for it by people who weren't at the show. Yeah, humor no.
2: humor works by turning that censor off. Yeah, humor and a lot of art and a lot of acting, even in the more modern theory yeah. of it, works by turning that censor off. And you go with your impulses. If you say as an actor or a comedian, if you start censoring your impulses, you've killed the very thing that brings you to the dance. It can't be. What's this? What's this line? Not only like will this offend anyone, but what should this line sound like? Do you know, if I start thinking about how I am what I'm talking about, it's like, what should this line sound like? And then you're an Amdram turf. Yeah. It's gotta be your impulses out there uncensored. That's how that's how freedom works. Even and the criteria by which you're censoring yourself, kinda look is it your like, like Vince Vince's criteria there is him, he has empathy for people and he doesn't want to hurt anyone. But and that's his criteria, and that's perfectly valid, that's internally driven. Mm-hmm. But if your criteria starts being what other people's, you know, various metrics are for what you can and can't say.
1: That's very different. Well Like, you look at Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor, two of the m- biggest black stand up comedians. And they're edgy. They were wildly racist. Very controversial. controversial. Very, very controversial. Uh, but the thing is, it. they were just jokes at the end of the day because neither of them were actually racist. But it was just jokes. But yeah. they got away with doing it. They, they are
2: jokes. jokes. They are jokes. Because exactly. <laughs> exactly. yeah. People thing, you know, go to it and they're like, oh, it's just a joke. A, a joke Con- is not
0: serious by its very nature. It's very. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Billy Conley made a joke uh, when a hostage was beheaded. Ken Bigley yes oh yes and he said would you it, uh, Ken Bigley was under hostage and mm-hmm. they were about to behead him Ken, and uh, what does his name Billy Connolly says do you ever think they'd ever hurry up with it while he was still alive but yeah, very here, went here's to the Connolly. problem
1: of that joke he personalised it he took a real person in a real situation and he made it real
0: yeah. well he said if for something offensive you, you say that's fine no I don't think I, I don't think, think it's, it's fine it's not it's not fine not but that's
1: the thing he's taken a real person and made a joke at what? that person's expense you yeah. don't do that if you, you want to make jokes about terrorism all day long just don't make it a, an actual person or an actual situation like you know whenever Paris they are happens, actual situations or I know not <laughs> but what I mean <S laughs> is like
0: whenever Paris happened. You wouldn't get up on a stage and start making jokes about the A lot of functions. people made jokes about fucking the ballet yeah. uh, the ballet bomb. They made jokes about mm-hmm. the uh but they did. And, and they are distasteful. They very jokes. quickly stopped when the fucking started happening in Europe. I yeah. noticed that very quickly. Exactly. Uh, you know, when these things were the delegated to the world it was yeah. great it was weird fucking comic fodder. What as I soon say as it started it happening closer to home, it was like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, that's the fucking is, like, thing we have to deal with it's now. more
1: real, yeah. What I'm saying
0: is, which is what fucking ISIS were trying to do in the first place—to bring the fucking—to bring eyes onto the injustices that were happening. Yeah. Well, not ISIS necessarily, but the stuff that was happening in the Middle East is now much more in the forefront because Osama bin Laden flew a couple of planes into a Because yeah. other than that, it was just—they're uh, all Aladdin, and they're—we'll <laughs> say some exactly. radical stuff but about them. The, stuff. what
1: I what i is, if you're gonna make a joke about terrorism, you. you or anything you just you never personalise it you never make it about a real event you never make it about a real person you never do anything like that you just make a generic joke about a generic
0: situation that doesn't exist have you ever made a nine eleven 11 joke yes I've made a nine eleven joke well, there you go that's a, th- fucking 3,000 people were my uncle, directly affected my uncle was in that tower the day
1: before he got hit so he very possibly could have died in that and stuff. So I know how serious it is. It could have lost a very important But member and that. Hu- you know? Humour works by, like, humour is not serious. I and that's not like, me trying uh, to justify that. It's just me saying, like, H- I yeah. know that humor, it could have been a lot worse for me and I would still make jokes about it because at the end of the day, it's an event that happened. It's in the past now. At this point, it's quite a long while in the past. It's not recent. But again, if I make a 9-11 joke, still, I don't make a joke about particular in the people. Order, don't no, but I like, don't make a joke what at the victim's expense.
2: What then could you joke about? Like, can I joke about the Cavaliers and the Roundheads? Because well, like you look at their victims more than nine eleven. Well, but can I joke about that? You know, like Red Dwarf did Cavaliers and the Roundheads. You know, uh, uh, history is all battles are always decided by uh, the side that has the best haircuts. Is this the right sword? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just a. Kind of that raving about, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you if you take that metric, you could joke about nothing. Like. Joke, and jokes are often about horrible things because it's how we cope yeah. and I have a kind of no uh, joke about fucking anything it's when you start saying like real horrible things Yeah. that's when I'm concerned so
0: where's that line? so then you're self centering to find that line no, no, like that, again, no. it's and that's what the but social justice no, no. humor- are trying to establish no, it isn't. where they, that line is humour
2: is not serious humour is not that's how humour works
1: humour works but at distance from reality to me again yeah. it's all about personalising it make a holocaust joke just a generic holocaust joke just you know as you said gas bills i guess we just yeah. something stupid we are not mentioning any victims would you go to synagogue and make a holocaust joke
0: would you go to synagogue and make a holocaust joke all right what would you go to a synagogue and make a holocaust joke
1: no obviously not because then you're going in and
0: you're going in to get a reaction of people a negative reaction that's going in to be no, malicious like, and this other thing about you know, what is so funny right yeah i find it very uh uncomfortable <laughs> when i'm in a group of friends right and one person it starts becoming the butt of every joke yeah. And I yeah, fucking hit that. So do I that's know. that's the angle. Okay. Yes, exactly, and it th- and that I don't think that's all. It's well, it's not even. I agree with that. It yeah. might not even be an ongoing thing. Like, f- look, it might just be isolated that one night. But it just means that one person's having a shit time. Yeah, and everyone else. Is just yeah. So everyone else can have some fucking you know. No way! Yeah, I hear there's, that. Yeah. There's yeah. Times I chest up, become bigger for a night
1: out, and maybe something will happen, and we'll all make a joke about it. But that person should enjoying joining. None of a, I wouldn't say anybody in our group friends. Picks on anybody in the group. We all, everybody gets the same way to stick as anybody else. But I know what you're all about. I've been in that situation myself and it's never pleasant. Like, you know, you've done something maybe so it's stupid that night and everyone just makes a joke over and over and, you know, they're, well, not, they're not laughing with you, they're laughing. No, that, at you. that's, that's yeah. a slightly yeah.
0: different one of I me. Mean. I know what you're saying. So if somebody, you know, walks into a door or something, they'll get a rib for the rest of the night. That's, that's fair. But then enough like, keep making It's when one person, uh, gets somehow in the group think of the group, mm. gets designated that this is now the butt of our jokes mm. for the yeah. rest of the night or for the rest of the week or for the rest of you know as long as we know them yeah and you know there's only so many times you can come back with a witty rejoinder there's only so many times you can laugh and, <laughs> and before it does actually start fucking you know really starting to get your confidence there's only so many times you can actually jump back at somebody especially if they're a bigger fucking character especially if they're a bigger you know more confident or yeah, at least on the surface more confident larger than life yes character. Uh, you know if if their fucking motor superande is to be the big oh, the big joker of the group oh, look at him he's fat <laughs> do you want do you want any more pies there <laughs> and then just keep doing that and you know yeah it's it's I find that uncomfortable so yeah. should I not jump in and defend the person just because no, that it? that is I agree you that yeah that is
1: bullying
0: yeah well you know when you start doing it to a, a entirely nondescript group of people but that's not that's not one person that's not personalizing yeah. But, it, you know, there are people who will, you know, well, like, you, can you, you imagine being, uh, you know, a young Muslim woman in London at the minute, for example, where everyone thinks your life is just, uh, you know, you're under the caution of some, you know, jihad or something, you know, it's like, and you, every time you walk down your street, you know, you might be getting either a wolf whistle or you might be getting uh, somebody yeah. saying, look at you, slot slut, and then all this, you got all that, you know, it's all great fun and laughs when you're the builder at the top of the, you know, top of scaffolding, it's fucking easy. You know, but th- but sh- then that's another little chip with her Again, confidence. That's, that's the thing.
1: They're taking a person who they don't know and they're making a joke. You know, at their well expense. At the end of the day she're they're,
0: they're pointing that at that person. Yeah, that's weaponized, that's at a person, yes. you know. Okay, well she goes down to then to, to watch her T V or watch go to her stand up or whatever it is she does at the end of her day and then they start making fucking, you know, sexist jokes and they start making you know, religious jokes. But again, then, where does that stop, though? Where, where does
2: that stop? If you go by that metric, everyone's offended by something. Exactly. And I like Vince's, um, Vince's method there was just you know, this individual and you know their experience, you would tear your humor for that because you don't want to hurt them. Like, we've all made car crash jokes. I don't doubt all of us have gone, you know, you know, oh, you know, like made a car crash joke. But if you know a friend's just lost someone in a car crash, you're not going to do that. Yeah, if you can catch yourself. And that's just so that, being that, human. That, that requires but that's not a know. ban. That's not a blanket ban on car crash jokes or plane crash jokes. Like or, you know, stub on your toe
1: jokes. Like, like it's just common sense. Well, that, that you requires know, you
0: to have intimate knowledge
1: of everyone's personal history. But if you come back to the stand-up comic, you know, outlook of it, stand-up comic is up on stage, he's not going to sit there at the door going, okay, so you've been in the car crash, oh, your mum had cancer. Exactly, like, yeah. you, Your dad stubbed his toe once and it fell off and he it by accident. You know, he's going to go, well, no, I can't do that joke. Can't do yeah. that, but when you go to see him, you're like, well, this is humour. This is a joke. Nothing is serious tonight. And if yes. he makes a joke that maybe he does offend you at the same time you have to be like, But that's not his opinion. He's wrote it because it's funny. It's a joke. But my dad, you know, me and him carrying the coffin down, he literally gets the coffin off his shoulder and he goes, He's a dead weight <laughs> and just started making light of the situation because that was his coping mechanism for it. Yeah. Whereas anybody else, like, I reckon if my granny had heard that, she would have slapped the head off him, you know?
2: But it is a coping mechanism. It's what we do. Yeah. We diffuse shit with humor, John. You know? like like Shakespeare's humor, it's
1: all about horrible things. Literally, like you're bringing of. the coffin back to the car, he gets it off and goes, That's a weight off my shoulder. <laughs> and it's like, What the fuck? <laughs> That's like really like 70s sitcom stuff. I like yeah, it. it's yeah. like really weird. That's yeah, that, that is all harmless. Like, that. It's- but, the but no, some people would Davises. be offended by that. Like he so says, he though, would that, be offended that. that no, well, but some thing. people would See, be. Yeah. if I hadn't made that joke, yeah, my dad wouldn't have been offended. He would have just been like, oh, "It's just a joke," and he knows it's just a joke. But somebody but else, there's some other people in the world who
2: there might be offended by that. that, though. There's not but that. who determines? Somebody else might have been. You know who determines what's offensive, and what exactly. isn't? You know, everyone's got things they're funny about and things they can joke about. Like some people could laugh at everything about themselves, but if you ha- if you laugh at like the pimple in their nose
0: you've so ruined our day
2: and you can't know so the only thing we can do is either censor ourselves about everything or just go it's humour sorry James to the wrap up
0: Right, yeah, so I do you feel about the episode then? <laughs> Well,
2: uh, part of the reason we went on such a large tangent is because the episode has so little substance that you have to just sort of go into your own head. But um, I thought bits of it work because they're very talented people, but overall, like I've said, it just does not hold together. I think it's a rare creative failure for Father Ted. Oh, the Mrs. Doyle bits, you know, are gold.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't wouldn't say it's complete creative failure. No, um, no, that's not fair either. Yeah, for Father
2: Ted standards, I mean, for any other show yes, standards. If t- Ted Hell, standard. if I made a
0: show that good, I would be like jumping up and down, so. <laughs> exactly, and, and Dougal's foods bits, well, it was a very weak idea for Dougal. There was some funny bits in it, but he kept, yeah. uh, you know, could I, could I have a bit of steak? Or, do you have a lasagna? That, or a bit of yeah. steak or something? I think the
1: big payoffs from that were the physical Parts of humour where the guy says he's got the two chops of steaks, whatever it is, and like they just fly out of his yeah, hands, yeah. or you know, at the end, he's forcing chips in his mouth.
0: Oh, yeah, he's eating like a duck, like, like it, no, Homer. Was, I don't sure it, like chips D- to me. But ducks tend to, or pigs tend to chew, they say he's more like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it goes without right saying it's not a top five episode, no, it, it's at the, at the minute, it's a bottom, bottom three, yeah, yeah I I think. Think the, but yeah. again, that, that just means. It's not in the top one percent. The top one percentile. It's in what do you call it, the 99th percentile? Uh, it's only in the yeah eightieth percentile or something. And the highlights of it for me have to be the background stuff. As I said the at the start whenever Jack's running back
1: in Laos, uh the sign on the optician door about the crows, and even uh, Richard Lawson. Like whenever Ted's walking away, you can see him in the background still getting like held back and all, and like you know, yeah, yeah struggling to get to him, like just things like that. <laughs> Anything in the background always gets me going. See, Ted didn't think he was, offend- he was going to offend Richard Wilson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, you know. That cock. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. Richard Wilson didn't give him a chance to apologise. He's been headlocked in Well, Ted, you could see about Ted's body language that he was getting up, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, clearly that didn't the yeah. Mark. The other thing I want to mention with that we've seen, uh, there's a massive optical zoom on that camera, wasn't there? Was there? Like, there was a, there was a telescopic zoom lens, and it was about twice the length of the camera. Oh really? It was massive. Math- right. like How do you notice that? Well, it was in filmmaking, like it was yeah, one of the first things I would look for. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So thanks very much for listening to the highly extended show. Uh, <laughs> Watch the whole episode, people. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Learn something. Well, uh, yeah. So hi had Glenn. Thanks for coming over. Oh no uh, problem. I Had nothing else to do. You know this? Oh, good. So we'll have you on we'll have you on uh, on retainer then, so you can be our yeah, standby. <laughs> I get <getting> so lonely. <laughs> And Vince, thanks for coming over again. The human thesaurus Thesaurus. That should be your wrestling name. The human. Th- yeah, you made that joke earlier. Yeah, I know. No. It's triggered me. Just good. <laughs> good, because we're all about offending people here. Well. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, th- uh, thanks very much for coming along. And uh, yeah, you should. Did you ever consider a career in wrestling?
1: Yeah, I did actually when I was a kid. Did you? I used to be obsessed with what? The Rock. The was red is. Everyone's obsessed with the Rock I mean, including like you me ra- You ran around <laughs> a house party in your underwear, saying you were the Rock, but uh, speedos. The only and I was the Rock. <laughs> the <only> thing <laughs>
0: Rocky about you was your cock. No, it really wasn't. Yeah. Right, so it would have been much more visible. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, no. So you find us on Reddit. Uh, you find us on facebook.com slash Ecumenical Matters, and uh, bless you. Take